0: What's the fuss? And tell me what's happening. This is the Pyro Light Fantasy Football Podcast, Episode 45, and today is the 16th of September. We are rolling into the midst of Week Two. I, of course, am Pyromaniac Mo. Give me a follow on Twitter. That's all letters: P Y R O M A N I A C M O. We heard a little bit of the new master sounds as we rolled into the show. As always. Stay tuned at the end of this podcast, and you can hear that song, MRG, in its entirety. And uh, I am joined today by none other than the Goo Father himself, the original, Mr. D-Rex. How are you, brother man? What's going on, Pyromaniac
1: Moe? Thanks for having me on. Uh, fired up to talk fantasy football, and uh, as you coined it, drop, give, the, give our listeners some fantasy goo, Drop the knowledge and uh, beautiful. I got a beautiful full moon, essentially, out in my uh, my vista here as we record this. So beautiful night. If I start howling, um, D-Rex turned from a T-Rex into a wolfman.
0: <laughs> you got a bit of lycanthropy in you, man. There you go uh i remember one of my buddy's dads was on the police force it was like a local town or whatever but he always said when it was full moon that uh the crazies came out or they just had more interesting beats more interesting patrols on full moon night and you know we're 80 percent water right the moon controls the tides it's got to pull our body a little bit different so uh amen i'm all for uh, letting the hair hang down on a full moon night
1: there you go. This is exciting. Good times. It's fun doing these shows on Friday because we get to sleep in. Well, I do. You got kids.
0: Yeah. Not much sleeping. I'm waking up just perpetually during the night. Someone had a nightmare, someone had something. But that is one of the beautiful things or maddening things depending on how you look at it. It is all relative of having kids. And uh, of course they know when Sunday is on. Daddy's watching football, and of course I'm going to raise my daughters and my son right to join in with me. Now, before we get going here, and I'm anxious, I'm excited to do this with you, man, I love uh, shooting the breeze with you, but uh, just want to remind folks, Pyromaniac, we are available on iTunes and Google Play and Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker Stitcher, all the places you can get podcasts, and I know a lot of you cats are using our info, our knowledge, so please uh, increase the goo give us a review on iTunes and it does help us out and to give you a bit of incentive we've got two limited edition Walter Payton sweetness prints now this was a limited run by the artists they are fantastic I've got one as I'm decking out my office in the new house I'm, I'm looking for a place I'm going to get it framed after week four Week four of the regular season, we're going to give these two away to two lucky reviewers. All you have to do to qualify is leave a review on iTunes. Once you do, go ahead and grab the screen or a screen grab and email it to Mozambique at Pyromaniac. That is M O Z A M B I Q U E at pyromaniac.com. It's on my Twitter handle. Uh, my email is do me a favor in the subject line, just write review giveaway. Uh, I'll send you a confirmation email once you've sent it to me. We're going to announce the winner, uh, November 7th. So that's right after week four. It's going to be about episode 48 of the pyro light rolling into week five. Again, leave a review on iTunes. We've got two Walter Payton sweetness prints to give away for you. If you leave a review and D Rex, uh, You've seen them. I've got one. I got one from you. They are awesome, are they not?
1: Yeah, you know, I worked with an awesome Chicago artist that's done work for Adidas. He did a campaign for the Addy Color, uh, and he did some work for me um, in some illustrations, and I I engaged him and contracted him to do this poster, and when I did it, one of the reasons why I did it is, obviously, I'm a Chicago guy. uh, Walter Payton Sweetness is one of my favorite players of all time. I've seen him play in person over 20, getting over 20 games through his career. You know, won us a Super Bowl. He is a legend, uh, and we lost him too early to uh, not being able to get a donor for a liver issue that he had. Yeah. And um, one of the reasons why we did the poster is my father actually was um, lucky enough to get a heart and a liver transplant uh, when he got sick and needed one. And so. Uh, He got very lucky because the hospital wanted to do a double dip, as they call it, and do two surgeries in one. But one of the things that's rallying on this poster is a graphic of the green uh, symbol um, for organ donorship. And one of the things I want to promote to you guys out there is take the step. Be an organ donor. If something, God forbid, happens to you or one of your family members, at least as it's kind of like what Mo says: gives on, carries on, give back to the community, give, give, pay it forward. And if you know, you never want to think about something bad happening. But if you're an organ donor, you can save someone else's life, help another family. And I think just in general, uh, I think that's a beautiful thing. Uh, we'll all come back in another life on another planet sometime uh, in the future. So uh, give yourself some good juju to make that a good planet, a good life. You don't wanna you don't wanna be a, a a fly on a farm in your next life.
0: Well, it's like yeah, like you say, it's a way of living on forever, giving back. You know, uh, Slaughterhouse Five, one of my favorite books. Uh, Kurt Vonnegut, the, uh, the the alien race, the Fedorians, or however you pronounce it. Uh, but they view human life as sort of uh, past, present, and future all rolled into one, almost like you're looking at a mountain range and you can see someone's past, someone's present, and someone's future, like left, center, and right, all at the same time. So you can see everything they've done, what they're doing, what they're going to be, and that's kind of like the, the same thing for me, giving uh, giving back, uh, continuing to live on, and uh, in, in some form or another, you are giving life. And uh, that's the bottom line, man. That's That's what we're here for. Uh- Give life. Live it while we're here. That's awesome. So you'll love the poster
1: and it's a hand, uh, you know, screen printed. And we're just excited. We're trying to get more uh, listeners and more reviews and all that stuff. So we're going to start. Mo and I are working together to start incentivizing. Uh, This is our first giveaway. We'll be doing other ones, um, whether it's be some signed memorabilia, jerseys, helmets, Um, other kind of, uh, merchandise that we have with some of our great graphics and we'll keep doing that for you. You guys keep listening. Uh, let's, let's just, uh, keep firing it up and party together and win championships.
0: Yep, we'll take those reviews all the way up to the Thursday night of the Week 5 game. Like I said, it's right around September 7th. Uh, we'll, we'll announce that, so I think it's September 6th is that Thursday. Uh, and, and give back to us. Now, a couple of things we're doing here on the light. We're trying to hone down the system. You know, we can get uh, talking and get gone, so we're trying to hone it down a little bit. And we're also going to be doing some new stuff. I'm going to talk about it here in a little bit on Pyro, but on, on this podcast. One of the things I want to do, though, is sort of just track... Uh see how I'm doing on the picks, see how my guests are doing on the picks, what we offer you on the Pyro Light. So a bit of a look back really quickly. Um FanDuel, last week, if you're playing FanDuel, the perfect lineup was Andrew Luck, D'Angelo, and Spencer Ware, of course, the running backs. I picked Spencer for a uh draft uh waiver wire pickup. Cooks and Sneed, Houdini was my guest last week. He picked Sneed for a waiver wire pickup, or a DFS play, I believe, so we were doing pretty good there. AJ Green, Jack Doyle, which low ownership there, Dan Bailey and the Vikings. That was a fan duel. Perfect lineup. Here's one, though, if you are a zero RB guy of the top five scoring running backs in week one. D'Angelo, Spencer Ware, CJ Anderson, Riddick, Hyde, none. We're in the top nine by salary. So it just shows, uh, you know, zero RB. You can get it done with other guys, and that's what happened last week. So a look back as to who I picked, streamers, uh, quarterback, availability, 61% Stafford last week. He was the fourth highest quarterback, 26.1. Since then, the most added quarterback on NFL Fantasy. Who is my running back, waiver wire pickup? Uh, Only 25% ownership last week. Spencer Ware, he was running back two with 39.9. Now, no surprise, he was the most added running back. And, man, I was three for three. My guy was fuller, 90% availability. He was the most added wide receiver. He was the eighth wide receiver last week, 21.7. I had a heck of a week on streamers and waiver wires. Now, I'm going to be honest, all the way through week week 17, I'm going to tell you what I picked. I did pick Jesse James. You know, he was tight end uh, 15, 8.1. I mean, the guy scores, gets in a touchdown, he would have been in top six. Uh, He was at 96% availability. So really, I thought I'd had a heck of a week for the streamers. DFS, uh, we did okay. Houdini nailed it with Carr and Sneed. Great job there by Houdini. Uh, I didn't do so well with Dak. He was really highly owned. Um, 7,700 only put up 10.28. You're looking for three times X. That was not even two. I did say Spencer Ware, though. Holy Moses, that dude... 4,400, 8x value. In DraftKings, you want to get about 3x value, 8x value. Uh, I recommended uh, wide receiver, my man Marvin Jones. He was just side of 3x value. Uh, Dwayne Allen, he hit it for me, my tight end. He was about 5.5 times the value. And uh, defense, Arizona, didn't do so well there. Now, I'm going to total these up as we go, and I'm going to give some releases. Uh, I'm going to release them on pyromaniac.com just to let you guys know how I'm doing. But so far, DFS, I did okay. But I think my waiver wires and my streamers... They're out of sight, baby. So the, I'm knocking on some wood. You're the man. You should be fired up. Let's put uh, let's let's pile
1: on some money and and win win it together and and have some releases of a different kind and uh, fire that thing up. One of what I gotta say is
0: Bear Day. I like it, man. And it is Friday night. I just switched from uh my my usual Centennial from Founders, and now I'm drinking the All Day. I'm drinking it all night long. So the All Day. IPA. What you pouring over there, my man? Well,
1: today I've got a Deschutes. I'm going back to the old staple that I, I loved for so long. Um, the first, you know, kind of a – I, I kind of got sick of it over the last year, but fresh-squeezed IPA from Deschutes. Um, it's India Pale Ale, and it's a real fruity. I honestly think it's one of the IPAs that kind of really brought on this citrusy movement that everyone is all about now. You see citrus beers and uh, a lot of uh, people doing it this beer was the first one that just had this cloudy oh it's not a grapefruity but it's just like it just literally tastes like you're drinking some sort of juice um but it's tasty and uh, i will really want to go to bend uh oregon uh to t- check out the Shoots brewery sometime. so valverde to you buddy i know uh i know you love your uh founders and uh I'm usually been drinking a lot a local beer for myself too is that revolution uh fist city, but taking a change, the stuff's a little heavier, I can get buzzed tonight.
0: They've got another one, Deschutes IPA, I think I forget what the I think that's just Deschutes IPA there's a name though. It's not the freshly squeezed, there's another one that they do. They do that pine drops. One- yeah, yeah, that's the one I just had at the Roadhouse uh, down the road from where I live right now. Yeah,
1: they do a Pine Drops one, which used to be a seasonal or used to be a random uh, one-off, but now they're they're doing it all year round, and that's that's pretty tasty. Uh, I like this brewery a lot.
0: Hey, so as I said, we're gonna change a few things around. Uh, we're, what I'm going to do on Saturday, you know, Dee, they 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 changed the um announcements for uh, who is healthy and who is not they got rid of the the probable so basically everybody under the sun is going to be questionable which t- tell me your thoughts on this i think they did it in order to you know get rid of the probable thinking that they would have less guys on uh, the injury report thinking that if a guy's probable, but he's, you know, 98%, because I think that was what it was, is probable slotted guys basically played nine some high 90 percentage of games. So the idea was we're going to have less guys, but really it backfired – I think there's more guys on the injury report, don't you think, now, with everybody being questionable, basically? Probably so,
1: but I love the show that you had with Hernandez a few uh, ago where he said with DFS you're going to gain better matchups and do better against kind of novice people at the beginning of the season, where I think it's kind of similar with this whole – injury uh, designation tag where I think a lot of people don't know it except that are in your leagues. If you're hardcore and you listen to this show and you listen to, you know, a lot of the other great podcasts, including our heavy, you know, you're, you're way into fantasy and you're on Twitter. You're going to know this, but a lot of the more layman people that are in a lot of your leagues and family leagues and friend leagues and old, really comp com, competitive leagues, they don't really know that that's happening. So now they see that cue and they're like, Oh, geez, yeah. It's not like they look at this wall and they're like, where's the P's? You know, where's the probables?
0: That's um, true. So
1: use that to your advantage now until, like, they kind of realize by about week five or week six, like, I keep sitting these dudes um, that, that are that are listed as questionable when you just kind of got to dig a little deeper and now questionables the the best you can be if you're on the injury report.
0: Well, and I am going to provide you with that little bit digger of a dive on. I'm going to do a video. Uh, We were doing it on the light. I'm going to do a video with this. We're we're sectioning out some things we're doing. So I'm going to do a video on Saturday. I I like doing the light late. We're going to try to bring it to you a few hours earlier. I know this week it's still coming out late. Uh, We want to give... You know, it's a fine line there. It's, it's all about the balance in this world, my friend. And it's a fine line. We're trying to get the last bit of news and the last bit of information and everything we can, but we still want to give it shelf life and have everybody listen. So what I'm going to do with the uh, practice reports, which I think can give you a better look. If you've got a guy that's, you know, listed as questionable, but let's say he was no practice Wednesday, limited Thursday, full practice Friday – well, man, he's trending the right way. I'd be willing to lay down money he's going to play. Let's say you get a guy flip side, you know, limited, limited, and then all of a sudden no practice on Friday. That's going to send up a red flag. That's what I'm going to give you a Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning uh, videos on pyromaniac.com. Stay tuned for that. I'm going to fire up the first video tomorrow. One thing I'm not going to get rid of, or perhaps I will transfer it to video. We'll see, but it's I think it's a staple. I just had, we had a guy reach out to us on Facebook today asking us about incorporating more Vegas. And I said, hey, man, I do the Vegas on the light. And he said, great, I haven't listened to it as much. I'll check it out. So let's just take a peek at what Vegas is looking at this week. The Titans and Detroit. The over-under, this thing is 47.5. The implied team total for Detroit, 26.75. So if you got Detroit guys and you're kind of on the fence, that's a game I would be looking to plug my Lions in. Another really interesting one. I have a lot of guys on both sides of this, and we can talk about it later. San Francisco, Carolina, uh, largest implied team point total of the week. Carolina expected to score nearly 30 points, 29.5. The lowest implied team total San Francisco expected to score 16 and it's the highest spread 13.5 the next highest spread is seven points this is going to be an interesting game so great running game game script for Carolina perhaps garbage time passing game for San Francisco uh the Saints Giants I don't know about you, man, but I love this game. This is going to be a shootout, 52.5 over under. Implied team total for the uh, Giants. Loving me some Giants this week. 28.75, get them out there. Got some cool stats on OBJ later. Bengals, Steelers over under, 48.5. Uh, that's going to be a good one to get you guys in, especially Steelers, uh, 25.75 implied total. Indy. At Denver, Denver is expected to score 26 points. Uh, Big shootout, too. Tampa is going to Arizona. 50 points is the over-under. Arizona is expected to score just over 28. Now, by the way, out of the three Zona receivers, cornerback matchup. PFF says Fitzgerald, out of all three, has the best matchup, just in case you're wondering. Last thing Vegas is telling us, the over-under of Atlanta at Oakland is 49.5. 27 implied points for Oakland. What does all this mean? That means I want players in those big games. I'm gonna, I'm working on my Vegas piece. I'm really putting a lot into it, uh, trying to make it as refined as possible to give you guys the nuggets on how you can use this info uh, to better your fantasy season.
1: Do, I got a question for you. Do you know off the top of your head, without hopefully cornering you, um, what the other side of that Denver game is supposed to be and how many points uh, – uh Indianapolis Colts
0: are supposed to throw up in that game. Yeah, the Denver Colts. Let me take a look here. Uh depending on how fast No, that I is. and, and, and oh. I can
1: and I can just give a little background because right now the Broncos yeah. if they're supposed to score so many points, the Broncos didn't have a great week for against the quarterback in week 1 uh with with you know with Cam and Cam didn't even have a great game, you know. They're basically in the 24th zone right now uh in allowed points against quarterbacks. I know it's just one game, but you know, Cam had a bad game, and they're playing against Andrew Luck. i I, I think Luck is gonna do just fine. I'm not worried about the Colts this week like everyone else is. Uh, I think they're still gonna be able to score.
0: So, uh, I've this is part of my Vegas piece that I'm gonna come out with how you can figure all this stuff out. But uh, the total uh, right now, forty six point five uh, implied team total for. Denver, 26.25. Now it's a spread of six. So Denver's favored to win by six, uh, meaning you got an implied team point total. For Indy, of 20.25, I'm kind of with you. I think that's low for Indy. So if if I'm betting uh, Vegas, I might put some money on Indy. I think they're going to do a little bit better, uh, especially – Denver doesn't do very well against a tight end position. Uh, So I I like Indy there. And, again, that's a good game to get guys in. Uh, Once again, my Vegas piece I think will shed some light on this. But I just think this is a really underused thing. Not a lot of fantasy guys. My God, you got people talking about – And I do it too, but uh, wind direction. If the wind speed is over 15 uh, miles per hour, it's often dangerous. If you have a West Coast team playing in the East Coast at 1 o'clock, they only win uh, one out of every three, and that's an actual fact uh, from 2012. But the Vegas, this can really shed some good light if you know how to look at it. Shed some good light on fantasy.
1: You know the old adage, put your money where your mouth is? Vegas is putting a lot of money in uh, either their mouths or a lot of mouths. So they're, putting, they're thinking of all the minutia, all the detail, everything, like you said, even the wind, even the, 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 how well the, the grass is managed and manicured, every little minutia that you could ever imagine for a thousand uh, uh, years is, is thought of by these guys because there's so much money on the line. Use that to your advantage, uh, use that to help you win.
0: Yeah, so bottom line, those big games there that I mentioned, uh, Detroit, you know, you might want to get some action there, Carolina, certainly the Giants and the Saints, uh, Denver is a big one, the Arizona one, Oakland, those are all great teams. If you're thinking about a guy and another guy and one of them is in one of those big games, that's the way I'm going to lean. Awesome. Now, before we get to our streamers, going to take a pause and pay the bills but want to remind pyromaniacs out there we're ramping up the content we got new weekly pieces coming out this season including off the top of our heads the injury report weekly matchups plus the articles and charts you know and love targets touches and looks pyro power rankings weekly pickups and so much more that we're cranking out Uh, i'm going to be doing some of the videos as i just mentioned plus we have a ton of great new writers in the mix it's an exciting time check out all the new content at pyromaniac Now, while we pause for commercial, D-Rex, I got a trivia, and it's a bit of a theme, bit of a theme this week. I looked last week, week number one. Uh, In PPR formats, I found that in 12 team leagues, in running back, in wide receiver, and tight end, there was a team that had two guys in each spot. So, let's just start off with running backs. So, week one... PPR running backs, PPR formats, I should say. This team, there was one team that had two running back number ones. So in other words, they had two running backs that scored in the top 12 in PPR scoring. What team had two running backs that scored in the top 12 in PPR? You think about that while you listen to this. We'll be right back. Welcome back Pyromaniacs. As I said before break, PPR formats. This is trivia question number 1. PPR formats. There was a team last week that had two running backs that scored in the top 12. Can you tell me which team had two running backs PPR that scored in the top 12 week number 1? I think I've got this,
1: but I could be wrong. I do I think it's Detroit Lions. I think it's what? I think it's your boys. Uh, uh, Abdullah definitely. I was surprised that it, to see him top ten, and I know that Redick had a nice game too. So something tells me in that PPR format that Redick was able to sneak into that top twelve zone.
0: Well done. I thought that might throw you off. Indeed, it was the Lions. The PPR, of course, Redick. uh twenty seven point eight. He was the fourth best in uh, pyro standards or pyro PPR scoring. Uh, Amir Abdullah was the seventh best with twenty three points. Uh, pa- I'm gonna pause while I do <laughs> my my white man. I'm celebrating town dance. <laughs> can, I, can I
1: be honest with you? I, I apologize to you in some. We do our collective, our tiers throughout the whole offseason for our awesome draft kit. And Mo, you know, is a, is a contributor to our collective and does his t- round of tiers for each draft kit we release. And there was a, a couple times throughout there I was like, dude, you're too high on these guys. And, and we don't do a PPR. But Mo, you are so right on about a couple of these PPR guys that you love. And uh, Riddick, you've got strong Riddick love going back years is this the third year or yeah third year of riddick love out of you um he was not a rookie last year um and you've been and that guy is i'm always just like uh ppr it's riddick what can you every time did he does it up and i know you're high on sproles as well this year a bit and in ppr format that's he's he's ridiculous and just under kind of He's just it does better. He does. So hats off to you um, for just uh, knowing your stuff. And sometimes a na- maybe I go a little too namesakey and you're not you don't do that. So cheers.
0: Yes, uh, I will. Valverde, Valverde that one, my friend Valverde for that one. And Riddick, he's a Notre Damer. And a Motown man. Motown, boy, the Detroit Lions, they got uh, Riddick. They got Golden Tate. They, they're they just near and dear to my heart. They all went uh, Irish. Yeah,
1: I wonder why you picked Fuller week one.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, man, he lit it up. All those people said his hands, his hands, drops, drops. Like Matt Harmon will tell you, there's too many factors that go into drops to really weight it as much as we do. But, he's just a burner but
1: let's 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 say one thing and, and call us spade a spade that one drop he had he had a drop that was just an absolute it was a it was a seventy yard touchdown just he could have just he could have back tiptoed it into the end zone but i agree you can't if people are going to drop balls it happens but god can you imagine that game he would have had week one first game of, as a pro it would have been almost it would have pretty, pretty much like anquam Bolden esque uh from back when he did it back in uh i think that was 94 maybe 93 80 i mean 2004 not
0: 93 yeah but houston super exciting this year i uh, can't wait to see what they're going to do with bill o'brien putting the pedal down there all right buddy. Uh, we got streamers and waiver wires. So, you know, I suppose if you're talking quarterback, tight end, or defense, you would call it a streamer. If it's running back, wide receiver, y- you call it a waiver wire. I mean, it it is what it is. Uh, I guess you're going to get them off the waiver wires, but that's kind of how we split it up here. So you don't really stream running backs and waiver wires, but we're lumping them all in. And essentially our criteria here is 50% availability, in uh, we use uh, NFLFantasy.com. So 50% availability at the time of this show. Again, 9:16. You'll be hearing this 9:17. Uh, I'm gonna just lead it off the bat here with let's see. I'm gonna scroll. Down, sorry. Just hum to yourselves if you will momentarily. All right. My pick this week. I can't believe this guy is this much available this is crazy now i i have i'm gonna throw out another name uh just in case but i'm gonna throw out smith just in case my guy's not available because man smith the dude has a floor he's always just good but my guy is matt ryan he's 70 percent available according to nfl fantasy i couldn't believe that um atlanta is on the road now mm, i don't know about that but over under. That's what I was saying. One of those games that could very well turn into a shootout. Who are they facing? Oakland. Who gave up the fourth most points? Or, I'm sorry, who gave up the second most fantasy points last week to Drew Brees? Four touchdowns. I think Matt Ryan... Could be slinging it, especially you got to keep an eye on Julio, but he, I think he's going to be good. Uh, we saw Sanu looking good. We saw maybe a tight end finally and Tammy. I think Ryan is a nice pickup if you can get him available in 70%. D-Rex, who are you streaming at the quarterback spot?
1: I'm going to go. You mentioned him earlier and you missed out uh, on him for DFS, but I'm going back to the Dak uh, Prescott well um, going against Washington who, you know, I think it was the 29th. They gave up uh, 108 fantasy points across the board, which was 29th uh, for any team that allowing fantasy points is the Redskins. He's playing them this week. It just looks like they – the, the Dez factor, he had a, his worst – tied for his worst game ever. And Dak didn't look bad. Dak looked pretty good. Elliott's going to look good. I think just in general – um I'm pretty pretty much thinking that, as, that that Dak Prescott is a guy that I would go with, and he's only owned by 28.6% in NFL on NFL, and uh, obviously he's a hot name, but in, he's a rookie. People are going to stay away from him a bit more as a result. That I just like the offense. I like the high power. They've got it. Um, they've got it. At the receiver. You saw Witten. I mean, Witten had 15 targets or something last oh. week. So, obviously, he hasn't aged. And they've got that weapon. They've got it out on the wides. Um, Cole Beasley, I think, is going to do great. I'll talk about him later. And, obviously, Ezekiel Elliott. People think that he, he, he had a, he had his first touchdown in his first game, and everyone's kind of coming down on him. They didn't have a great game. So, I could see this being a, a, a big barn burner, and I'm happy to, roll with Dak Prescott running the whole charade.
0: Yeah. uh, Even in DFS, that's not a bad one. Uh, In GPP plays, tournament plays, he's going to be low-owned because of what happened last time. And he he doesn't cost much. And, again, you're only looking for 3X value on DraftKings. He can do it. He can do it with his legs. I like the call. I like the guts going back to Dak. He was my boy last week, didn't produce. But, you know what, Uh, as I, I think I messaged you guys, so many people have just overreacted to week one as though it's written in stone i mean you know what matchups are different guys have bad games lots of things go into it i have seen so much overreaction by pundits by really big guys i was really surprised i'm not i I, i'm really not even the game
1: ended up being uh you know a, a, a blowout more or less but even at the half of last night's game in the Jets Bills game it was like it was a 20 to 10 game at 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 half and Cowers like it made everyone's thinking like this game's over and Cowers like they really need to score right away to keep this game in 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 touch and they kind of did that they were leading real fast uh, in the third, the bills came back. I just think there's a sensationalism in, in, in human nature right now with so much media overload and so many different outlets that everyone was just so h- hypersensitive and panic button ready that, um, I don't know. I think a beautiful thing I always say, and I always heard, and I emulate is that when people are running, I like to walk. When people are walking, I like to run. And when people are all pulling their hair out and going crazy, whether it's at a draft, whether it's people in fantasy uh, industry or the experts that you see on NFL Network, it's just like calm down.
0: Yeah. Uh, Like Nuwanda says in Dead Poets Society, while everybody else is strolling around the courtyard, he is exercising the right not to walk while everyone else is doing it. I like it. I like it a lot. And uh you know that's one of the things we were going I was going to bring up with you we're we're not really reviewing the Thursday night game uh, just time but uh any thoughts on the Thursday nighter you know what here's an example of overreaction city heard lots of people saying bench Tyrod Taylor uh you got a stream this week and Tyrod Taylor he was on DraftKings 3 yards shy of that 300 yard bonus that is huge on DraftKings but still 297 yards Three touchdowns, turned in twenty-five more yards with his legs. Uh you know, he, he looked great. Shootout for a Thursday night game, rivalry. What'd you think of the, the Thursday nighter? I mean it was it, there was it was there were highs, there
1: were lows. It was a minute where he thought that potentially Brandon Marshall was out for the season.
0: Oh was I sweat.
1: Oh man. Uh you, you could hear his his uh his NFL um cohort, Phil Sims was quiet for like two minutes when that happened. Yeah. He didn't say a friggin' thing. He was just like, oh, Jesus, what happened here? And then you got uh, – I personally made um, the mistake in some ballsy calls over our second opinions, which is when you ask us questions on Pyro Pro um, and also on some Twitter direct questions and people. I, I rolled the dice knowing that Sammy was a little banged up, and I, in one league I had him and – A Eric Decker and I played a Sammy over him just because I felt honestly that what and and this this burns me a number of times throughout the season in Thursday Night Football I'm like I'll be pissed if I sit Sammy and he lights it up I won't be pissed if I play Sammy and Decker lights it up and lo and behold Decker lights it up and maybe I was a little upset at a couple moments Maybe I was very happy when that long bomb got pulled called back because of a holding uh, that would have given him another like seven points or something. <laughs> uh but at the end of the day, uh you live in the die by the sword. I live lived and died by Sammy, and I made the wrong call. It's not gonna make it break my season. And um I, I I take risky calls sometimes, but that one, Stag Party had told me, go Decker, why risk it? And uh you looked at some of the stats. Uh, I think Evan Silva tweeted out last night that it's something like 13 or 16 straight games where he's either had a touchdown or over 80 yards.
0: Yeah, he's just a reliable machine. I mean, never a double-digit touchdown game last year, but 12 TDs, 12 games with single-digit touchdowns. Now, uh, I happen to be a Sammy owner. I I did bench him last night. I started Marshall, and I tell you, I'm kind of playing with my daughter also watching the TV, and there was a moment where my daughter was like, Daddy, why are you crying when <laughs> my, my Marshall was down? I'm like, just a second, sweetie. Dad, daddy needs a moment. I stepped on a Lego. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it happened to be a Brandon Marshall Lego character, but, yeah.
0: oh, my God. That's, but that's more, funny. More props to him. He, was, he got back out, man. I, I saw that slow motion. He got his knee caught on the turf and twisted it. Did not look good, but uh, he's a man. He's a machine. Got back out there. But, you know, Fitzpatrick had a great game, 374 yards. I tell you one guy I missed a little bit on this season. I was dropping him in our preseason rankings was Forte. And holy Moses, I really thought – I actually – here's another overreaction. Someone dropped, dropped John Brown in our league. I actually dropped Powell to pick up Brown because I kind of needed another wide receiver. And I loved Powell. I really did. But I thought he'd be getting the red zone looks. And, you know, last night, God, Forte was getting them all. Week one, Forte was getting them all. So after last night, I, you know, parted ways with Powell. Go ahead and went, went with John Brown. Thought I'd roll the dice. I needed it because Forte, 30 attempts, 100 yards, uh, three rushing touchdowns uh only contributed two receptions nine yards on the ground but looked Forte's looking good
1: yeah no I think you heard them say that Forte thinks this is the best offense suited for his skills uh he's 30 years old and this is a guy that played a trustman offense and had has the most catches by a running back ever in a season what two 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 years ago so if he's saying that and he's had you know a record-breaking uh, so- somewhat season. Then um, expect expect special things. I think he got underpaid in all honesty because one of the reasons why I bought into the whole thing was something that Stag me, Party had said, where it's like Bilal got, Bilal got paid just as well as Forte, yep. so they're gonna the money talks again, and yep. I guess they just got a good deal on Forte, and Forte was like, you know what? I don't want to go from Chicago to Cincinnati or Chicago to uh, Boston. I want to go from Chicago to a, a bigger city. I want to go to New York.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's le- it's like a million dollars less or something. Uh and I bought into that too. I thought, you know, the the money, put your money where your mouth is. This is going to show intent how they're going to use them. Uh I had him ranked up high early in the season. I remember talking to Christopher Harris and Christopher Harris pointing out that Forte every single year he's been in the league has been a top 12 PPR running back every single year, even when he's missed time. And slowly but surely uh, as the summer wore on and the preseason came, I was buying more into Powell, less into Forte and dropping him, And it looks like at, at this point, it looks like I did not have that one right. The Forte is looking solid. All right, so good one for a Thursday nighter though, right? Because usually those Thursday nighters are, eh, you know, a little, little left on the table usually, or a little something more I, I want to uh, quench the palate there after a Thursday night. That was a good one.
1: I agree. I think it, the Jets color rush jersey is that's not. I can't consider that a color rush.
0: They got they, you got to <laughs> like do like a
1: light mint green. You got to do something. Right. You can't just go straight up white.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I concur with that one, but uh good hell of a game, hell of a game. Um, let's move back on to our waiver wire streamers. So we both, I went with Matt Ryan. Again, we're talking 50% availability on FantasyNFL.com for my quarterback. Uh, D-Rex picked Dak. We both kind of do like Smith. If, uh, I think we're sticking with Ryan as my pick. He's sticking with Dak, uh, but if those aren't available – uh Smith is always a safe one Alex Smith great week last week uh going against the Browns uh you said it th- your note uh Browns got smoked by Eagles last week you know with the rookie and Smith's is looking good so that that's not bad either how about the tight end what what tight end streamer available in at least 50% of leagues are you streaming this week.
1: Uh, I'm going to go Eric Ebron. I think uh, we've got him personally ranked in our player rankings as the seventh tight end. You mentioned earlier how you love the uh, Vegas side of that yep, yep. Detroit situation. So I'm I'm all about Ebron, who's uh, right now for tight ends. He's surprisingly, percentage-wise, below 50. Um, he is at 25.8% owned. Uh, so I'm all about Ebron in this one. Uh, I think that'll be a good one, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that one. I p- actually picked him up in one league this week, and I, I had a Fleener. I'm not hitting the panic button, but I, I was a Fleener. Uh, love, you know, I bought into the Fleener movement, even though he was too. was a little lost, and I was just like, you know what? If Watson can do it, Fleener can do it. If I've seen what Graham's become since he's been away from Breeze. Uh, I'm all, I I believe this guy can make it work and I still do, but you gotta, you gotta get some insurance plans. And I did do that in my drafts. but uh, took a Fleener. And now basically what will happen is when I play Fleener or when I play Ebron, Fleener will go off. And when I play Ebron, Fleener will go off. And then I will basically be, um, I'll be crying in front of the TV. I don't, Daisy will be looking up at me. I don't have a daughter to ask, but she'll be like, what is your problem?
0: (laughs) It happens to the best of us, my friend. Uh, Ebron, he was my – remember we did the – I think in March we did early return on investment or early uh, ADP return, guys. Ebron was one of my guys. You know, I'm liking it. Uh, That implied team total for the the Detroit Lions, 26.75, which is a lot. Uh, in, In Tennessee, they gave up double digits to the tight end last week. I think that's a good call. My tight end streamer is Jesse James. What a great name. Uh, 92% availability. Now, okay. I know what folks are going to say. He, he's going against Cincy. Cincy last year, they only gave up one tight end touchdown. One tight end touchdown. Here's the deal though with uh, with those stats. They're not that sticky from year to year. They don't uh, often retain from year to year. There's Too much turnover uh, with defensive players, there's uh, defensive scheming, there's offensive scheming, so there's a lot of things that change year to year. Uh, However, I I got some good ones for you. He's available 92%. Uh, Jesse James played 100% of snaps last week. He was on the field for every single offensive snap. Uh, Seven targets last week. Now, last year, as I said, the Bengals were tough against the tight end. However, the Bengals allowed the tight end position to rack up double-digit catches in only two games last year. So only two tight ends actually caught double-digit catches last year, two games. Both of those were against Pittsburgh, so Big Ben knows how to get it done. Ordinarily, I would not suggest starting a tight end against Cincy, but Big Ben gets it done. He was the only guy to connect Uh, With his tight end at least 10 times last year, only time since he let that happen. Big Ben's at home. I love streaming offensive guys or playing offensive guys at home. Big Ben loves playing at home. He's a much better quarterback there. Pittsburgh uh, expected to score nearly 26 points. I think Jesse James is a good pick this week. It's only one... Games.
1: It's only one game into the season, but the guy I picked is going against the Titans. They were, they allowed 20, as you mentioned. That was the worst in the league. So right now in pyro power rankings for points a lot, fantasy points allowed against yeah. the tight end, uh, the Titans are last second to last right now again one game so this this will change and mold itself out and marinate but right now it's nine points allowed and that is your cincinnati Bengals. yep so they're the 31st right now against tight end that can change but if it doesn't you're got you got a great call in your hands and i think the one thing i'll say about jesse james other than i that's an amazing stat that he played every every down um The eye test, he passed. I I said on the heavy earlier that it looked like every time he made a catch, it was like, whoa, glad I caught that. But at the same time, it also looked like he he was the only one that didn't believe fully in him. It looked like the team did, the quarterback did, the, the coaching staff did. It just looked like he wasn't game ready and not in a negative way, just in kind of like hadn't had enough personal time as an nfl starter getting every snap so i think even just his confidence level is just going to be going through the roof after kind of playing okay and then um you know being a big part of the team and not having to look over his back but area yep. Green, i've been saying it since they signed him guy's garbage Me too. he's garbage yeah i, I mean i I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've never bought in what the rest of the guys houdini and, and stags were
0: loving him like top 10 tight end like never you've never seen it so why are you thinking this you and I were both in the same mindset with that. I remember we did our uh, political debate yeah. when uh, I, I channeled my inner uh, Martin Luther King and, and you were doing your, uh, uh, who were, oh GT. my God, yes. I mention his uh, name? Also. No kidding, no kidding. Uh, but we did the political debate and even then I was, uh, both of us were anti-green uh, going to pittsburgh and lo and behold jesse james rises and how can you not hit that man six foot seven how can you not hit him in the end zone
1: i mean good god we could have came across the aisle and, and 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 gotten rid of bipartisanship for for someone it means it there's something there in that debate and that's ladarius green so jesse james i like him i think uh i'm excited to see what he can do the more and more he plays the more confidence he gets and He's not dropping balls. He doesn't have that body that, that Miller had. But, uh, again, you just – no one can extend a play and bullet something in a, in a zero-space window like Big Ben.
0: And I would play him in tournaments. I think it's a sneaky stat. A lot of people are going to see how good since he was against the tight end last year, only one touchdown. But if you look a little further, like I said, only two games did somebody have double-digit catches, and that was both against Pittsburgh. So Big Ben – he can find those pockets. Uh, Haley can get it done. He's a great offensive mind. He, he done it, he's done it before. He knows where those weak spots are on the defense. He knows them well. I think it's a good call. I,
1: one thing I want to say about Haley, it looked like Haley was wearing some like orange skin toner, kind of like DT does. Uh, he had some tangerine skin going. I was looking at him uh, talking to Ben on the, on the sideline. There was something weird was going on there. I don't know what's going on. He kind of had an oompa-loompa uh, aspect to
0: him. Too many too many carrots in his diet or a, uh, what's the the crispy Kentucky Fried uh, the the <laughs> crispy Colonel? Yeah, George Hamilton, the lawyer from uh, Godfather Three. Boy, did they miss uh, Robert Duvall in that one? Goodness gracious. Uh, my defensive streamer is going to be your Bears. Uh, they are at home. Not a lot of great defensive streamers this week. I didn't think, but uh, the Bears are at home. They're playing against. Wentz. Now, I know he had decent game last week, but he's going to be on a big stage. This is a Monday night game. He is still a rookie after all. Everybody overreacts week one, looked good. He's a rookie. He's on a big stage. Uh, lots of things could go wrong, and it could go off the rails quickly. The Bears run a slow pace. Only Cleveland ran fewer snaps last week. I think Cleveland had 50 bears had like around 54 if memory serves correct, but I know only Cleveland ran fewer plays last week. Um, Philly is just one of four teams with a net implied total below 20 points. So if you're streaming a defense, you don't want the other team to score a lot. Like I said, you got 32 teams playing this week. Philly's just one of four that is not expected to score 20 according to Vegas. So and they got a rookie quarterback and they're on the road. And it's a Monday nighter. Yeah, I'm going to stream the Bears with that one. Moving on, because I think we're up to our flex plays, if I am not mistaken. All righty, flex plays. Um, This is our running back wide receiver. They are still going to be available in at least 50%. And my flex play running back, boy, this... (sighs) I'm not even sure, because honestly, if you take a look, there weren't a lot of great guys that were available. At 50%, I didn't think. So I'm just going to toss out some names that I I do like long-term. I like a McKinnon long-term. Lord knows if AP goes down, you got yourself uh, a number one running back. Uh, I like Sproles long-term. I like a Booker long-term, all these guys long-term. This is crazy, but I'm going to go with Fozzie Whitaker. Lord knows you can get him in your league. Uh, he's certainly a guy you can plug in and play. But here's the thing. Carolina, they've got an implied team total of 29.5. San Francisco has the lowest implied team total of 16. And this is the largest spread of the week. Once again, it's 13.5. If the game script goes accordingly, Carolina's going to get up. Once they're up, they're going to run. And if they get up by enough... I mean, Lord knows Jonathan Stewart has injury problems. Uh they might just save a little bit of cam, not risk him. I could see them if they get it by enough against a bad San Francisco team, I could see him giving it to Whitaker. He is uh he's gonna be a sneaky call. It's a bit of a bit of a long shot here, but again, what this is the perfect scenario for a running back in a huge spread on a team that's expected to score a ton of points. Against a team that's not expected to score very many points, I think they're going to run, and if they get it by enough, they're going to run with their number two running back Fozzie Whitaker. He is indeed the number two, not Cameron Artis Payne. Uh, I think Fozzie could be sneaky, and if he gets in the end zone, boom, you are happy. Who are you liking this week at a uh, flex play running back, sir?
1: I mean, is this a flex play? Is this a is this a, a pickup? I. I, I...
0: Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I guess it's uh yeah, a pickup guy that you that somebody would somebody that's available in fifty percent of leagues that you would pick up this week. That I that I would
1: pick up and, and, and potentially insert and, and, and feel good about moving forward.
0: Um see I left it kind of gray because that's why I named McKinnon, Sproles, and Booker, because all of those guys I would pick up long term. Don't think I would necessarily play them this week, but if you're looking for a guy to pick up and plug in and play, I honestly think I would roll the dice with Whitaker. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it however you want to take this and run with it. You go
1: with it. Yeah, no, I think as as far as a a low-down flex play, I think you saw the the one from last week that isn't a pickup, but uh, Sneed come through big time. Uh, Another guy that I think um, that, that I like as well for, for this is a a Cole Beasley. You know, Beasley, it goes back to that other game um, that I spoke of earlier against the, the Redskins where Beasley's certainly, a va- he's only owned in, you know, 5% from our pickups piece on Pyromaniac, 5% of CBS leagues. And this is a guy that, um, you know, he caught eight passes last week. And he, this we know that rookie quarterbacks like to dump it down. That's why, as far as targets goes, you know, Witten got so many. So, down over the middle kind of guys are going to get a lot of action with rookie quarterbacks. And Cole Beasley's in that mold. Another dude that I I kind of like a little bit that from our pickup his piece at wide receiver. um one, Philip Dorsett, because he can stretch the game kind of in, as a second-year player the same way that I think Fuller can. And I think that's kind of going to be the X factor uh, for the Colts a little bit is that deep game and, and Luck kind of chucking a few deep ones. Um, so I like that one as well. And then another guy that we was an afterthought recently until he actually had a touchdown and Wentz looked like he was a part of uh really liked him and he was the, essentially the wide receiver too um last year's biggest bust for Pyro and a lot of people Nelson Aguilar
0: Yeah yeah uh certainly Dave T loved him and he he called it up last week he he did great Last week, you know, uh, Doriel Green-Beckham's not really involved in the game plan yet. Only had two catches, I believe, and Aggie looked good. Broke off a touchdown. I like that That was a
1: beautiful play. I mean, that that wasn't just a touchdown. That was like a remarkable play.
0: Yeah, I, I like that one. Uh, I got a few more to throw out, and then I, I see that you threw down some waiver wire pickups that I, I kind of, or I'm sorry, flex plays, some guys that you would actually plug in and play. So um, let me just toss out a couple other guys that are have high availability here. Um, I, I think Sharp, he's available 86%. Uh, wide receiver, of course, Tennessee. Long-term play. He's going to be the wide receiver one in Tennessee. Uh, Marriott this week, going to have to slig it against Detroit. Tennessee, uh, one of Three teams picked by Vegas, not expected to win seven games this season, so you know they're going to have to sling it. And again, I like him long term. Uh, this week, if I'm going to start or pick up a wide receiver and plug him in, I think I'm going to pick up Mike Wallace. He's available in 54% of leagues. PFF has Hayden, the the, the Hayden, whatever you want to call him, the Iron Hayden. <laughs> uh, there's all these great nicknames for him, but uh, Hayden, according to PFF, is probably going to be on Steve Smith. Uh, So that leaves Jamal Taylor from Cleveland, who is likely going to be on Mike Wallace, according to PFF. Taylor is subpar. Boomer bust, we know Wallace is, but there's always that potential for a big-armed Joe Flacco to wing it to Wallace. Uh, We saw it last week. Uh, Cleveland gave up the eighth most fantasy points last week, gave up two passing touchdowns. Um, They even... uh, Wallace was even using the rushing game a little bit last week. He had over 100 all-purpose yards. And, you know, that, boy, Flacco to Wallace, 66-yard bomb. Uh, Man, Minnesota, the fans in Minnesota who had Wallace last year were probably just shaking their head at if only Teddy could have muscled it out there a little bit more uh that could have been had but that was nice and wallace he can win you a week if he strikes boomer bust play there
1: yeah if you're in long touchdown leagues wallace is definitely interesting after week one uh hopefully he can turn it around and and do it for for the ravens uh and earn some of that money he's made over the last five seasons with the team that's not paying him (laughs) yeah (laughs) um I'm going to go over to one guy, and that's, um, you know, let's just give a moment of silence for Keenan Allen. Give a moment of silence for people that went high on him and took him in the late first round or second round, and you're losing that guy right out of the gates. uh, For him just to come back and and just he's such a stud, uh, even making stuff happen in that first quarter. But I'm going to talk about a guy that, uh, up until last week, it was a huge pickup going for this week. Uh, I don't have the numbers at the top of my head, but Terrell Williams, I think uh, obviously Benjamin's uh, in impre- moves up big time. But I can see, I know, I know Rivers, and he's going to go out of his way, not for any reason to disrespect Keenan Allen, but just for teams and defenses and coordinators, go out of his way to say, you know what, the next man up, Next guy's got to step up, and Terrell Williams isn't is no slouch, and he's going to go out of his way to make big games. The guy after and uh, Allen went down, two catches for 71 yards. He can make the big play. Um, so I'm, you know, other people were talking about Inman. I just think that Terrell Williams is someone that we heard a buzz about in the yep. in preseason in the training camps. That Rivers loves this guy and you know it's it's a it's a it's a nightmare on why he's getting a chance to get more high uh you know time on the field because Allen going down but you know it is what it is so make make the best of it terrell williams
0: you know as much as it's benefiting some teams myself my my league of record I've got gates I've got woodhead good things there but it poor poor guy uh, I feel for him you know was doing so well Last year, then he had that bad injury, and then comes back. Keenan Allen, just it's a that's a bummer for him. So uh, I hope he just keeps his nose to the grindstone, and this is just uh, something he can tape up on his uh, locker room and use his motivation. You know, another injury for this guy, and come back uh, stronger and better than ever. Before we roll on and uh, keep talking fantasy for week two with the Pyro Light Fantasy Football podcast again this is pyromaniac mo follow me on twitter at pyromaniac mo all letters i am with uh, d rex you can follow him and the rest of the crew from pyro at uh p-y-r-o-m-a-n the number one a c now in order to dominate your league ladies and gentlemen become a pyro pro you can join for a week a month or a full year you get tons of news feeds rankings which include the incredible heat Index uh, access to the resource toolbox, of course, access to the pyro mindshare as you get to ask us questions in the second opinions. Uh, I mentioned the news feeds, we're really starting to ramp that up. Uh, so, go get uh, a pyro pro subscription. Information is available at pyromaniac.com. D Rex, just tell the folks a little bit about the heat index, real quick.
1: It's an amazing thing. We brought on uh, some uh, this, this fellow, the archer. Uh, And one of our first goals when we brought him on, me, him and Staggs were like, you know what, we really want to own. And you were a part of that uh, initial discussion as well. um, And had some amazing, you you delivered like the 16 page manifesto (laughs) of just, wow. We we're like this would be great if we could do all of this, but it won't make it'll be hard to understand. It'll be badass, but um, yeah. So that was incredible. And we ended up using a lot of your Vegas implied point total, and essentially what it is is there's a number of seven different, six different elements that make up this score, and uh, it's we're using this this year for our player rankings, and um, we're really we're really excited about it. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's 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 a preform model based on projections, based on strength of schedule. We have a great element that I love. That's uh, for it's it's the hard element that we're calling it because you know here at Pyro we're the only fantasy football with a soul. So the you know the, the we wanted to make sure that there was a human element to it, which I think in a lot of these kind of pre-described kind of ranking systems and models and projection models that's kind of siphoned out. Um, so we it, it, it's great that we did it and we actually have this piece that's on the website right now pyromaniac.com that's called um, you know the pyro heat index and it's an introduction to the future of fantasy football player rankings by pyromaniac but it's basically six different criteria Archer uh, his uh, projection almanac. Strike the schedule, weekly implied point total, week over and under spread, which are both of those Vegas elements, workload multiplier, how much is this guy playing, how many snaps, that pyro human element, and all those weight, weighted averages of those components equal the pyro heat index. And it's, it's really awesome. It's something that we're tweaking the dials on. We need a few weeks uh, to really let it kind of mature and see what these defenses are like for strength of schedule, see how you know the the, the different individual elements uh, get weighted. Um, so it's our first year. You know, we think some of the most successful people in the industry, uh, Paulson and some of these people, have their model that they just do their projections and they don't hand do their rankings every week. And that's something that we've done since we started. And We're really excited for it. Archer is awesome. He studied and currently studies um, these kind of models for logistics companies in school. Um, so he really brings this analytical level of just very smart. And we know that Stag Party's got that. He's, he's, he's as close as it gets to um, a genius, and I don't use that word lightly, uh, as we have around here and as people I've met. Uh, so when those two guys combined forces, they bounced ideas off me, you included. We brought you in the mix a number of times. And we just kind of slowly over the course of about five months came to the heat index and we're really excited about it so it needs to take shape it needs to mature a little bit uh and we're going to keep tweaking the dials and keep figuring it out to make this uh you know one of those play, uh, it's going to help it's going to be the model uh, for us uh, in the uh algorithm so to speak for us uh to be the player rankings uh, model in, in the future for pyromaniac. so super fired up and the archer hats off to you doing a great job and stag parties well and all the stuff that you've contributed to that as well. And we need, we're keep, we're still working on it with our developers. We're making it more visual. It's still kind of we're tweaking the way we um, explain it and we show it on the website. So a lot of things are happening for Pyro Pros right now um, that you're going to be seeing over the coming weeks that I'm looking at on the staging servers right now that we're going to be releasing. A lot of features, a lot of elements for player rankings. Uh, there's going to, you're going to be able to customize your uh, dashboard timeline. That's all pyro pro stuff, but the heat index, can you dig it? It's going to be, it's super
0: dope. We're fired up about it. Yeah. The cool thing is, like you say, it does get better every week. So we can actually uh, see what our predictions were, go back and see what actually happened and then tweak the, the weights of everything, how much everything gets weighted. And then you can dial it in to, uh, when you're looking back through the rear view, adjust your settings. Get your past predictions to look more like what actually happened, thus your future predictions become more and more accurate with each week that passes as we gain more info, we become more accurate. It is out of sight. Uh, It is one of the best things, and it is one of the many reasons to become a pyro pro.
1: Well, the one thing that we did when we kind of finalized and we said, you know what? This is the pyro heat index. You at your at your uh, urging and 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 I think you helped uh, the archer a bit with it. We went back and tested this against yeah. the previous three years of fantasy football and just made sure that our numbers match up with what actually has happened. There's there's real world scenarios that we can put this model to. Did it match up? or was all of a sudden our model was Antonio Brown, not our number one guy, and he was our 50th guy. If that's the case, we need to tweak the dials on this. So that was pretty amazing to go through it as more of a heart guy, and I'm not like this analytical process dude, and to have you guys who are these fantasy football and just in general kind of stat geeks and just these, these, these number hungry fellas, to be a part of that experience where you guys came up with it and see how you tested the model And all the things that the regiments that it went through to to finally become our first version of it, which was released for last week. It was it was an awesome experience. It was it was really, really, really cool. So it's going to be great. We'll keep on we'll keep on uh, massaging this thing until it's um, the best. And I already think it's day one. A great thing.
0: Yep, the heat index is what we generate our rankings with. This is available to Pyro Pro members. As I said, you get all kinds of other stuff with the resource toolbox. Uh ask us second opinions, so we answer every single question. We're hiring new guys to do news feeds, give you the fantasy goo. Uh it's fantastic. All the info you need to become Pyro Pro is available at pyromaniac.com. Now, before I roll on, you got one more Tidbit. One little tidbit
1: is you can see the heat index in action on our player rankings, even if you're not a Pyro Pro. But really, right now we're only showing five uh, player players in the player ranking for free. I'm actually that's going to become ten players, so we're going to give away for even if you know if you if you're not a Pyro Pro can't afford it, you don't think it's worth it, whatever. You can still see our for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. You'll be able to see our top ten players at each position. So you'll be able to see the heat index in action currently by not being a pyro pro. But hopefully when you see that and see all the goo that we've got there on those player rankings, and that's just one cog in the pyro wheel, um, it'll incentivize you and you'll be like, wow, this is sick. If I can see 85 wide receivers and have all this information. Uh, so that that that's it. So you can get a taste of it um, without pain. And um, I want you to do so.
0: That is the goo, ladies and gentlemen, that we are delivering. Information available at pyromaniac.com. Now, before we roll on to the next segment here, we got to pay the bills and uh, pause for a commercial break. But before we do, trivia number two. Now, you're going to sense the theme here, folks. Uh, in week one, last week we covered the running backs, but in week one, indeed, PPR formats, there was a team that had two wide receiver number ones. So, in other words... There was a team, one NFL organization, that had two wide receivers that finished in the top 12 in PPR formats. Think about who that team might be while you listen to this. We'll be back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for sticking with us. This is the Pyro Light Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Pyromaniac Moe, and with D-Rex, and we've got trivia question number two. As I said before the break, there was one team last week, week number one, 2016 season. In PPR formats, this team had two wide receivers that finished in the top 12. Can you name that team, D-Rex?
1: I, I think I'm going to botch this, but I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears
0: was not the Chicago Bears, it was indeed the New Orleans Saints ah, Schneed. Schneed. Sneed, yep, Brandon Cooks was second of course with 33.4 and Willie Sneed who again, Houdini called, uh, was fourth with 22.4 Houdini called Sneed last week on this show Uh, so, bad boy, I should have just why wouldn't I have thought of who is number wide receiver number one
1: yeah. Brandon Cooks. Okay, there was an all, another awesome one. Uh, <laughs> uh, amen. One for two. Yeah, I don't know why. I thought the Royal PPR aspect was going to bring it into the mix. So you got me.
0: Well, uh, you can save face because we have one more trivia question coming up. But uh, before we get there, we got the DFS segment. Uh, do yourself a favor, folks. Go back and listen to the TJ Hernandez episode. We talked uh, – D- I talked to him a couple times, actually. We talked um, – Uh, Fantasy Football 10s, and then we talked DFS. That was a fantastic episode. I'm going to use some of that knowledge. I'm going to come out with uh, some streaming pieces here soon, uh, talking DFS, how to pick up some guys. We have the daily do's and don'ts on our website right now, so you can go check out the daily do's and don'ts on pyromaniac.com. You're going to see all of our Week 2 Daily Plays for DFS. Uh, it's a fantastic piece that we are going to be doing week in and week out. Now, I'm going to start this off with a quarterback. Now, my quarterback call is dun, 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 Mr. Manning. Mr. Manning, of course, is uh, Eli Peyton, as we know, is doing some fishing on Sundays or uh, uh, sitting in his bathrobe, uh, cutting out some coupons and going to the store. But uh, Mr. Eli Manning, he is 7,600 on DraftKings, 8,100 on FanDuel. Now, 79% of giant touchdowns since McAdoo has come on board has gone through Eli Manning. 79% of giant touchdowns has gone through Eli Manning. Uh, excellent stack play with an OBJ. The Saints lost cornerback Delvin, bro. Uh, who do they have left? We all know the Saints were horrific last year. I mean, historically bad. They gave up forty five passing touchdowns. That's the worst ever in the NFL. So now they lose Delvin Bro at cornerback. They also have three rookie cornerbacks. They have Webb and Moore. These are journeyman guys, uh guys that signed recently with the team. As I said, that Manning McAdoo connection Seventy-nine percent of Giant touchdowns have gone through Manning. Manning has statistically had his best, most accurate year with McAdoo last year. I think they can draw up a game plan that's going to be out of sight, and this is one of those shootout games uh that's gonna be expected to have a ton of points. Um the or I'm sorry, the yeah, the Giants are expected to score 29 points in our at-home. So you can't argue with that. Eli is my quarterback DFS pick. 7,600 DraftKings, 81 FanDuel. D-Rex, who do you like for the quarterback spot on uh, DFS? Well, I
1: like for DRX's tummy. Val <laughs> But to
0: go
1: to DFS for the quarterback, I'm... Everyone knows that, uh, listens to the heavy, I'm a Kirk Cousins man, and the other, uh, so I'm not I'm not jumping off that train. I like that game all around uh, for fantasy football this week, uh, the Dallas-Washington game. I don't think that, uh, you know, Dallas isn't all that on defense at all. The weaponry that Kirk's got, Kirk's got is unbelievable. I think everything just kind of rebounds. That team just couldn't have looked worse last week. I think they just were a little shell-shocked. They were a little overwhelmed. And uh, just everything about that game, just watching Gruden and Gruden and watching uh, just the penalties, everything was painful. I think that they're going to be able to pull it together. Well, Dallas has got a high potent offense, their defense is and all that. So at $7,000 on DraftKings, I like a Kirk Cousins. The other guy I like is the player that you mentioned earlier going against uh, Matt Ryan. I like Matt Ryan. He's got sixty eight hundred bucks on DraftKings and he's going against Oakland. Another game I think that could have a lot of uh points in it. Uh he's the, the, you know they're just not they're ranked 31st. Uh at least that's the number they've got on DraftKings right there. So I'm not worried I'm not worried about them at all. Um as far as fantasy points scored um for Matt Ryan against Oakland, let's see. Oakland. As you said earlier, they have the they allowed the most fantasy points last week uh of any team and they're 31st against the quarterback right now at 31.4. So, I think that um Matt Ryan can take that into this game and uh and, and put some points up against the Raiders.
0: Yeah, 48 uh over under There, Atlanta and Oakland, and you you know, I've got, you probably do too, I know he was one of your favorite guys, Cousins, on a a lot of my teams, uh, my my league of record, I'm starting them, and you know, I heard a ton of people saying to stream Tyrod, or uh, drop Tyrod, or at least bench him and stream, heard the same thing about Cousins, it's been week one, and you know what, he had, what, 329 yards last week, he just didn't really get it done in the touchdowns, but... You know, last time he played Dallas, uh wasn't a shootout in yards, but he did throw 300, or I'm sorry, he did throw three touchdowns. Uh, don't overreact. So many people are overreacting, and I think Cousins is going to be just fine. Um, I think that's a good call. I'm on board.
1: I agree. I think uh, he missed a lot of throws. I think the whole team was just a little bit off, uh, and I can see a Deshaun Jackson bomber. I like what I see with Crowder underneath. They started out kind of hot with Jordan Reed and using him, and then he fell off and it wasn't being used much at all. They have just a ton of – even at the end of the game when it was kind of out of reach, you saw Doxson in there running routes, and that's a guy as a first-rounder, uh, a highly touted uh, rookie. So just the, the weapons that they have uh, are unbelievable. So we'll see. I am not giving up on Cousins whatsoever. He's got an incentive-laden deal the same way the other guy you mentioned Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor might have signed a 96 million dollar deal or whatever, but it doesn't happen unless he has a good season. And while Kirk Cousins got the uh is making 20 million and got the, you know, the tag right he's got nothing after that so no. if he sucks this year he's gonna be living off the money he's made up until this point point. and i know last yeah. year he made 600 grand this year he's making 20 million you and i would both do anything in our lives to make that much over a two-year period but at the end of the day that's not the way he's thinking he's gonna he's gonna be ready to perform they've got the right system they've got the right uh talent and tools around him i'm a if people are jumping off the Kirk Cousins and willing to give him away for free and on a lot of teams he's a backup go get it
0: get there turn turn that uh water into wine saw so what Gruden did with Bordle or with uh Dalton I think he can certainly do it uh with Cousins and, uh, I'm with you I'm I'm not jumping off that train yet my running back DFS call I uh, like a few guys my official call though is going to be Danny Woodhead 5,200 on DraftKings, 6,400 on FanDuel. I I hate to bring it up, but look, they lost Allen. Uh, You got to step up. There's got to be guys that are going to fill this hole. And I think Danny Woodhead is going to be one of the recipients. Uh, San Diego is home. They are home favorites with a 25-point implied total. So they're expected to score 25 points over Jacksonville. Jacksonville has four players out. They got a tackle. They got a defensive end Colvin, the right cornerback and Prince Amukamara. Their left cornerback is out in PPR. uh, It was eighth best. Danny Woodhead eighth best running back last week. He had two more carries than Mr. Melvin Gordon. And we all know he's a great receiver. Only two running backs saw more targets out of the backfield. And that was when they had Keenan Allen. They're going to rely on him more. Now, Just real quick, Danny Woodhead is my official running back, but in that same game, if you think Danny Woodhead is going to have a good game, you're hoping that Bortles does too, so it might be an interesting kind of DFS stack, actually, to go with Danny Woodhead and a Bortles, because if Woodhead's going to get a lot of receptions, it's very likely they're in a close game or they're behind, which should mean Bortles is doing well. In DFS, you want to really maximize game scripts. In this case, I'm not planning on multiple game outcomes, but you're hoping for one game outcome. If it's a shootout, if it's a high-scoring game that's close, you're going to increase the likelihood that both these players have big days. So just an interesting little stack there. Uh, My other running back, again, my official is Woodhead. The other one I think could have a good game, though, is uh, Jonathan Stewart. He is questionable. We talked about that. Uh, certainly stay tuned. I'm going to do the video on Saturday about practice reports. We'll see how he practiced this week.
1: But – And also, just so you know, as a part of a, a new piece that we have from uh, our awesome uh, a new fella, um, Kenny, uh, Special K – uh, he's doing the uh, injury piece as well, which is going which is a new piece that we've got on our website. So check that out. Um, that's a new thing we did early in Pyro's existence. We did an injury report. Uh, we hadn't done it in, in the last few years. So coming out, the FF injury report comes out every Saturday. You're going to be doing that video. Um, and we've got this piece that, that, that uh, we're going to be putting out every week by K Mills. Kenny's his real name. Sorry, buddy. I gave you I, you're out, your names out in the known. But uh, it's, it's awesome. And it even includes in that piece in that injury report, it includes defensive players as well. So we're trying to make it a focus on the specialty players and offense, but we're including defense players because one of the things we're kind of slowly trying to move into a bit more at, at, arch, at the archers um, um, pushing is uh, more IDP. And you saw yep. that in the preseason uh, with some of the tiers. We, now in the draft kit, we've got IDP tiers and all that sort of stuff. So we're trying to get more of that IDP as more and more people do that format. So check out that FF injury and the Now You with that video. Oh, man, this is um, you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't have to worry about what's going on with the injuries uh, when you come to Pyromaniac uh, moving forward this season.
0: Yeah, like we said, it's going to be a little cloudy. What with the the change in uh, status updates that they got rid with they got rid of the probable. But again, I talked about it at the opening show. If you can sort of look at the trend with practice reports, you know, are they practicing more towards the end of the week? Are they practicing less as the week goes on? That's going to give you insight. And couple that with the injury report. Now, uh, Kay Mills has a medical background. I believe. So he's he's studying to be,
1: who who better to ask? He's studying to be a doctor right now. And that's one of the reasons why the archers buddies with him brought him into the mix. They're both, uh, Kansas guys. And, uh, he's like, he loves fantasy. We should have him do the injury. He's psyched to do it. And it's, it's been awesome. So talking about cloudy, I want to give a, give a little uh, cheers to you, my friend. I've got a cloudy beer here. You've got a cloudy beer there. And, um, It's nice to drink with you. If not in person, uh, it's still, it's still beautiful to talk fantasy and do our thing. And one of the things I'm told on a regular basis when uh, I talk to fantasy people out and about and they know about pyro or over social media or the reviews we get or the emails, you know, just we get a lot of love is everyone's like, man it just feels like I'm hanging out drinking with my buddies yeah. and I'm just, I just love the, the, the way that, the way that you guys do it, it's just so different. And I just feel like I'm hanging around, I'm driving around and you've got, you got know, your Coke, our boy Coke driver. who's was a Coke, literally a Coke oh, yeah, driver. Yeah. He's like, yep. he's like, dude, I'm going to, you guys releasing a show tonight. I just want to hang out and drink beers with you guys. And he's delivering Coke. And yeah. so it's awesome to be. And we just so that the viewers know, we do this via Skype. So right now me and Moe, you you can only hear us, but me and Mo are are looking and talking to one another through computer screens.
0: Yeah, uh, Coke Driver, he, one of the most active guys on Twitter. I I gotta give him a, a little mention, a little shout out. He loves it when we do it, but it's uh, at Coke Driver 82, uh, Bird Gang fam. Big He's the man. big big Eagles fan. Big Eagles fan. Big Eagles fan. Uh, anytime I post something on Twitter, is always engaging and very active. So uh, shout out Valverde to you, my friend. Absolutely. Uh, so I said Danny Woodhead. He's my official pick. I think it's an interesting stack with Bortles because you're betting on one game script there. And then I also like Jonathan Stewart. As I said, this is a really unique one. It's the reason I picked Fozzie Whitaker because if they go ahead by enough, also Jay Stew, as we said, uh, a little bit questionable. Take a look at the uh, video that I'm going to release. Take a look at the injury report that Mills comes out with. Uh, J. Stu, 5,400 draft 6,700 on FanDuel. Now, Carolina, highest implied team total of the week, 29.5. San Francisco has the lowest implied team total, 16. This game carries the largest spread of the week at 13.5. So what does all that mean? Put it all together. You're going to have a positive game script for Carolina. You're going to have a negative game script For San Fran. San Fran is obviously going to have to pass. And if all things go well for Carolina, they're going to run. They're going to run and play defense. And if they're going to run and chew the clock, that's going to be a Jonathan Stewart. And if it really hits it out of the park, that's why I said you could pick up Fozzie Whitaker. If they're really killing him, they might even pull Jonathan Stewart because keep him healthy and and plug in Whitaker. So with that one, you're really betting, counting on uh, the Vegas to be right and counting on Carolina to rack it up. Who are you taking? At the running back and DFS. I'll
1: quickly go through it. You kind of mentioned that uh, that same game guy with TJ Yeldon. Uh, Ivory's already been mentioned as being out, uh, so that's a ga- a great game that I'm I'm gonna like. I like that yep. against San Diego, so I'm on I'm on the Yeldon train. and I'll just make this quickly, and I like both the running main running backs, the main cow, uh, bell cow in that uh, Giants uh, Cowboys game. Uh, oh wait, no, those guys aren't playing each other. Sorry, the Cowboys are playing uh, Washington. Uh, I like Rashad Jennings and I like Ezekiel Elliott. Jennings is playing against New Orleans, and we know what happened last year in that game. Over what was 105 points scored or something like that, ridiculous. Jennings, I'm all I'm liking him in uh, DraftKings or any DFS. Elliott, I like him as well. I think he's gonna they're gonna kind of he, he's he got his totes, he got his carries, he didn't do all that much with them, but he got his TD. I can see, uh, see this being a walk in the park for him. So I like those two guys.
0: Uh, I love Jennings. You know, last year he ended the year great. Uh, last four games, I think he had three games that were over 100 yards. If I, memory serves me, Lord knows, in my old age and uh, my body's taking some hits along the way, my memory isn't as good as it used to be. But uh, the Giants, 29 points, they're expected to score uh, that's a game where the Giants are at home. You love a home running back. They're playing the Saints, doesn't have a great defense, and uh, the spread's there four and a half. So if the Giants get up, they're going to run the ball. Uh, the Jennings call could be great. Not a lot of people are going to be on it. And once again, that's why you look at Vegas. You look to see where the big games are going to be. 29 implied points for the Giants. Vegas expects the Giants to be the second highest scoring Game, or I'm sorry, the second highest scoring team of all 32. So if they're the second highest scoring team, they're going to be in the red zone. They're going to have opportunities, and that's what you're chasing. You're, you're chasing opportunity to score, and Jennings is going to have
1: it. Well, I love it. That's one of the best lines you've ever said. Just so you know, your body's taking a lot of hits along the way. <laughs> that's one of the best <laughs> lines ever. I know. And we're talking about Vegas. I know I saw the Grateful Dead in Vegas. I'm sure you saw Fish in Vegas. Uh, taking a lot. Of, our bodies are taking a lot of hits along the way.
0: Yeah, I spent uh, i us say what I spent a week in Vegas one night. Let me tell you, my friend. Uh, and you know, I I gotta add on to this. You say people, you know, comment on the show all the time. It's like hanging out with my buddies when I did the high school draft. Man, do I catch a lot of flack for for being associated with a fantasy football team? Oh my goodness. Every pick I make, every little caveat, I get so much shit from those guys. Dude. It is ridiculous.
1: It's unbelievable. My big money league, literally one of the teams, half an hour before the draft started, bought our draft kit. Literally, there was about four rounds in a row that it was just obvious the guy was picking right off my tears. He even said, like, in the chat room, it's like, oh, I haven't studied at all. Buys the draft kit. In total, it's a smaller league Uh, three people are buying so they know this is a disadvantage they have you have who I like you have my sheet that I have in front of me it was kind of like what happened last year we didn't do the pyro pro league this year just because we're trying to do so much content and that just kind of just took time hey we not saying we're not going to go do it again but we just prioritize other things but in that draft it was like Everyone had what I was doing. So there was like – I had six guys on my radar coming, and they were all gone. I'm like, oh, my God. So it it was tough. And the same thing happens. Like the people shouldn't you win this league every year? Right. Shouldn't you – why are we even doing – and then there's other people that won't let me into leagues because I'm an – and it just doesn't work out that way. I mean, am I in the playoffs every year and in the championship a lot of the time? Yeah. Do I win the championship every time? No. But I do – we do well. I'm sure we both do very well. Um, but it's just fantasy. It doesn't work that way. You know, I'll, I'll, it just doesn't work that way. So, <laughs> yeah, but it the makes pyro... it harder for us when people have our game script yeah. in, dr- the... in the draft moment.
0: The pyro draft we did last year was probably one of the toughest drafts I've ever been in. Maybe the worst I've ever done in a draft, just cause I was so discombobulated by the time it got to me. I'm like, damn, I'm getting sniped every time, every time. It's like, they're looking over my shoulder and then, when I go with the boys, my high school boys, every time I make just a comment, a fan comment about football, it's like, oh, are you blogging about that right now? Are you on Twitter? Uh, oh, we don't see you anymore. Yeah, he's probably Skyping with Matthew Barry. And, I like, every little thing I say, it's like I've got some swell head and, like, oh, wait, we got to wait for him to blog about this. It's a it's a new tweet coming from Byromaniac. Mom. I'm like, God, you bastards. Yeah.
1: Do you guys just pick up your checks? Pick up your checks, your salary checks, and uh, go to work at nine and check out at five. Uh, yeah. Me and me, uh, you're, I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission from God. I'm on a, I'm a passionate <laughs> fellow. We're 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 doing things. So in the back of my mind, whenever we, I do get that kind of shit, and I hope you feel the same way. It's like takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of uh, stress and a lot of balls to do what we do. And uh, if you want to give me shit about it, what are you doing? You.
0: Me, Jake, and Elwood were on a mission from God. Hit it. Wide receiver on DFS. I'm going. I'm spending the bucks here, baby, because I can save at other places. I did the same thing last week. I'm spending up, man. And because I can save in other places, again, Danny Woodhead, 52. I got a uh, Johnson Stewart, 54. I got a nice little. Um, what you talking about, Willis Play, coming up later. You can get this done. I have multiple lineups with these two guys I'm going to talk about for wide receiver. Uh, but my first one, my official, is OBJ. He is uh, 9500 I believe, in DraftKings. More expensive on DraftKings. 9400 on FanDuel. He is the best. Uh, the This is the best. The most favorable matchup, according to PFF. Cornerback, wide receiver matchup. He should see a ton of Ken Crawley, according to PFF. Last week, only four cornerbacks gave up more fantasy points per route run by the opposing wide receiver than the guy who's going to be guarding OBJ, Crawley. So Giants are at home, and he should pick him apart. They're facing the Saints. Uh, Gave up the most receiving touchdowns in history, as I said last year, 45. Uh, This game, 53-point over. Under-highest scoring game of the slate this week. Once again, Giants, 27.75 implied team total. Uh, Giants, or I'm sorry, 29 point implied team total, I believe. And has not gone. Here's a cool one. Yeah, 29 implied team total for the Giants. Here's a cool one. OBJ has not gone two games without a touchdown since week 11, 2014. So he didn't score last week has not gone back-to-back two games without a TD since week 11, 2014, OBJ. My other big fence swinger is A.J. Green, 8,900 DraftKings, 8,900 FanDuel. Last week, obviously, led all wide receivers with .95, .95 uh, fantasy points per route run, was the most efficient wide receiver. Uh, In his last four meetings with Pittsburgh, A.J. Green has three touchdowns in five hundred and fifty six yards four games five hundred and fifty six yards uh pff has a matchup up against ross C- uh, Cockrell. according to pff this is the second most favorable i said obj has the most favorable matchup number two is aj green aj green has Pittsburgh's number I am saving at other positions so I can swing for the fences with my wide receivers who are you taking DFS wide receivers just so it's known pretty much every
1: lineup I do whether it's FanDuel or DraftKings for DFS is gonna have an ODBJ uh ODB Junior or an OBJ however you want or an- OD bag. bag week
0: 16 I'm never forgetting that you son of a biscuit son, last year son of
1: a biscuit for sure um OB pad whatever you want to call him <laughs> um I'm always going to have either him or Julio in any any of my lineups on those yeah. two it's 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 sometimes like you say if you do that zero RB I'll have both of them but I go I go with one of those guys essentially every friggin' time um
0: it's a solid strategy. I mean, I spent DraftKings get a point per reception and they just they have the potential to score so many points and with the running backs you can get it done with lesser running backs, with wide receivers I'm spending up for. Yep,
1: absolutely. Um, well, The thing I'll do, I'll do a little uh, pyro promo for, uh, we released our um, daily do's and don'ts today, where it's our um, daily DFS advice piece that comes out every Friday on Pyromaniac and uh, one of, part of that is a video that my uh, old English sheepdog, my 10-year-old girl, who's sweetly sleeping on my bed right now and not bothering us, and I have the door open and she's being a good girl, she's knows daddy i can literally i literally say doing a podcast (laughs) and she just walks into the other room and just knows she has to go away such a good girl but we do the daisy dfs uh bone pick and basically i put four treats out on the floor and i write the names of uh four different players last week it was running backs she picked demarco murray picked the right one uh demarco had a big game this week uh it was um the, the choices were jordy nelson the uh, Alan Robinson, uh, Amari Cooper, and Mike Evans all within you know four hundred dollars of each other on DraftKings. She chose seventy two hundred dollars, the cheapest one. Mike Evans is the cheapest out of uh, those guys. She chose him, so Mike Evans was her choice. So I'm I'm sticking with Daisy. I think she knows what she's doing. <laughs> but I love Mike Evans. I love his confidence. I love I love everything about uh, what's going on there with him and Winston. So, I'm all in on one of those higher more expensive. Your AJ Green is my Mike Evans. And AJ Green's a little more expensive. Uh and then Terrell Williams won't go into that much. You know I like him. He's only 3700. That is super cheap. Uh, that's real nice. You know, that's it's right there amongst the cheapest. I'm also liking Sterling Shepard because of all the scoring that's going to happen in that game. Had a touchdown in his first NFL game. All the buzz about him is that this guy's beyond his years. He's something special. I think if he's available in any of your leagues for whatever reason, just because he got short benches or whatnot, uh, you know I do rookie leagues. Sterling Shepard. I think there's something magical there with this guy. Last guy I'll mention quickly, I like Crowder. 3600 bucks.
0: I like all those calls. I, I like them all. Now, um, I, I even like this, the Sterling call. Now, uh, originally, PFF has Sterling Shepard. I don't know if something's off here, but PFF has not been going up against Prince of Mookamara. Uh, I believe Prince of Mukamara has been ruled out. So according to... Uh, Roto-Wire, Prince of Mucamara, uh has been ruled out for Sunday's game. That comes from Jaguars writer Josh O'Share. Uh, f- forgive me if I am not getting that name right, but PFF, I know, re- uh, releases that earlier. So Sterling Shepard could be seeing a real nice matchup if, indeed, they have to go with their third stringer, which is Dwayne Gratz. Doesn't see much game time, so could be a really nice out. Uh, if OBJ's not open, um, look on over to... Sterling Shepard, who's going up against a guy that doesn't see the field much in uh, Dwayne Gratt. So I like that call a lot.
1: Last now, last week, just quickly, I mean, in, in my oldest league, Shepard had 13 points. First game ever, 13 points. It's a rookie league, and I was a little worried about not having, you know, one of those quarterbacks or whatever. But, damn, excited. Uh, it, it wasn't even a great game. Still could put up 13.
0: Dave T. Thomas, you know, he loved loved Booker. And loved Shepard, called Shepard rookie of the year. He he said uh, could be over one thousand yards and over double digit touchdowns. Uh with McAdoo and Eli Rowland, could be. Another team I'm really excited to see. McAdoo you know, great luck with Cobb in Green Bay, could do the same thing for Shepherd there in New York. They don't call him
1: McAdon, so you gotta like that
0: uh right they they don't call him maca don't uh and he is an american and can get it done and another guy that can get it done the tight end i'm gonna go with another dave t thomas pick virgil green uh, Denver, 2,800 on DraftKings. This is how I'm able to spend up at uh, with some OBJ and some A.J. Green on my same lineup. 2,800 DraftKings, 4,600 FanDuel. Uh, GPP play here, if you ask me. Um, not a cash game play, but I'm going to play him in a tournament. He's playing the Colts. Colts gave up the fourth most, fourth most tight end points last week to Detroit. Uh, here's the thing. Stafford's dot. Stafford's average depth of target was the lowest of all 32 last week, 5.2. The second lowest, Trevor Simeon. So I think uh Virgil Green could really get it done. Uh Stafford got it done with the short passes underneath against Denver and that's exactly the kind of thing that Simeon's going to do, uh, much the same area that Virgil Green is going to run. They showed they were really susceptible there uh, in the underneath. The Colts were. Uh, I think that's going to play to Virgil Green's advantage. Uh, Colts banged up in the secondary. Uh, the throws that Safford made, as I said, are going to be real simil- similar to Simeon. Say that three times fast. <laughs> and Denver implied team totaled 26 points the The guy Virgil caught four or five last week uh should have caught a touchdown was deflected at the line he was wide open in the end zone and uh like I said cheap play draftkings a little bit more in FanDuel, but I like him in the draftkings who do you like for a tight end or anything on Virgil yeah I, well
1: I like the Virgil call a lot i I like him on the season i hope that he can um right. i hope he can get it done because we thought that so last year but there's really no competition and uh right it, the time is now for him um i like this is weird. A guy that I used to have such such a hard time saying his name without saying it wrong. I liked Jimmy Graham this week against LA. Um he's Jimmy Graham right now is thirty two hundred bucks. And that's that's low for him. And I think he played last week. He's obviously on a snap count, but there's just something that I think he could get a touchdown. I think he could he could he could he could have some play. I think he'll still be on a snap count. They're not great. I think they're in the middle of the road. Rams against the tight ends are 26th. Um, Again, it's only one week, but they gave up 8.9 last uh, in in, in their first game uh, against uh, what McDonald had that touchdown and uh, whatnot. But I like it, Jimmy. Um, One thing I want to mention, and and this is a bummer, it's just kind of a side note, is uh, it's about I'll mention about Keenan Allen. Sorry to give too much Keenan Allen love, but – uh, I hate the fact, and, and tell me if there's a reason for this, but I hate the fact that DF uh, the, the, the DraftKings and, and then FanDuel does it with certain players, um, that Keenan Allen is included in the wide receiver list. You know, it's like there's not like the week was open before the first week was closed, right? So why right. is Keenan Allen even an option? Are they trying to just snake – idiots that are going to pay. And he's like expensive, you know, it's like Keenan Allen right now. If you want him, you can, you can get him and it says out next to his name, but still, he's still available and you can put him in your lineup. It says IR and I can put him in my lineup to 7,500. It's like, that should just not that I shouldn't be able to add that
0: plus sign. And I think that's snake oil. That's like snake oil sales shite. I don't, I don't think they're really trying to be intentionally deceptive. They do have the disclaimer there at the top. Now, if you remember when the injury happened, we all knew it looked bad, but the, he got the testing done the next day, and it wasn't really official until uh, DraftKings and the DFS sites already put out uh their pricing, I believe. Uh it wasn't official, it didn't get the official doctor reports until late the next day. They get those the pricing set early in the week. I wanna say they get it set Monday, uh even before the Monday night game is played. So we all knew it looked bad, but they have to kind of cover their ass. And again, that's where money is to head. I don't think it's intentional okay. in any means. Fair enough. Uh, I I don't. And I, you know, it was. We all knew it looked really bad when it happened. Wasn't really official though until. Then, I remember writing the news feed for it that, uh, and I said something like, you know, pay attention tomorrow. But it looks like this could be an ender uh, for my man. I don't think it's intentional. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Now, we're talking DFS folks, so as you know, it's DFS time. Fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com, America's favorite place to play daily fantasy sports. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments. Play whenever you want, just pick your sport and draft your team. It's like a new season every time you play. So you're never stuck with the same players. Over $1 billion will be won at DraftKings.com this year, and you could be next. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter the promo code Pyro, P-Y-R-O. All new users to DraftKings receive a deposit matching bonus for up to 600 big ones, which releases at the rate of play. You also get a free $3 game voucher. That's on DraftKings.com. Enter the promo code Pyro. Now, D-Rex, I got, uh, you can redeem yourself here. You're one for one in the trivia. We got no, I'm one question. for two. One for two. Well. One and one. One and one. There you go. One and one. Trivia question number three to bring you above 500. Last week, this team, I you're going to sense a theme here. We did this with the running backs. We did this with the wide receivers. And amazingly, there was also a team that had two tight ends that were in the number one spot so in other words ppr formats this team had two tight ends that finished inside the top 12 in fantasy for ppr think about which team that was as you listen to this we'll be back welcome back pyromaniacs as i said before the break trivia question number three this team last week in ppr formats had actually two tight ends that finished as a top 12 fantasy performer now we saw it earlier with the running back okay that can be done we saw it earlier a team had two top 12 wide receivers that can be done it's not often it's not often that you get a team that has two top 12 tight ends in ppr which team was it sir oh,
1: i'm not going over i'm not going over fi- uh, 500% this stinks i wanted to cheat there to be honest i i wanted <laughs> I-, 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 I was thinking about cheating um i'm going to take <laughs> one little uh shot at it but it's just not going to be it's just not gonna be right. I'm gonna I'm gonna not get this one. Hold on, I'm, I'm buying a little time. I'm
0: buying a little time. I I can give you a little time here because you know we're doing the DFS segment. So while D-Rex is thinking, one thing uh, I picked up from uh, some uh, Chris Raybon and of course T J Hernandez, who was gracious enough to be on the pipe. I got it I got, it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Well. D-Rex, we're going we're gonna to get back to all D-Rex right, in a moment, right. but one interesting stack, uh, according to Raybon and, of course, Hernandez, everybody plays quarterback wide receiver. Uh, one of the biggest payoff though, is quarterback wide receiver running back, but also being able to st- not just stack, obviously, with a guy on the same team, but plugging in a tight end at the flex spot on DraftKings. That is in a higher percentage of Millionaire Maker winners than I would have thought. So it can be tricky if you pick the right two tight ends. you got a real unique lineup construction, and it hits uh, surprisingly a lot if you pick, obviously, the right two tight ends. So, D-Rex, I-, I vamped for you a little bit. Thank you. Which team? Which team last week had two tight ends in PPR formats that were in the top 12? I'm going with Tampa Bay.
1: Belverde, I missed
0: it. No, you missed it, sir. I'm sorry. Oh, crap. Ah, Thought I had it. What was it? That was a good one though, because ASJ and Brait. Heck, even uh, Brandon Meyer, I think, scored a touchdown down there in Tampa. So they had three active. Was it Minnesota? uh, Who was it? Active guys. It was Indy. Jack Doyle. Doyle. The number one tight end with 18.5, and then my man Dwayne Allen was number five with 15.3. I'm an idiot. All I need
1: to do each of these is who's the number one guy, and there's another guy with him. And I just literally because Doyle was number one this week, and, and yes, he was. And the last one I got wrong was Cooks, he was number one this week, so. I'll be better in future shows. Oh, I thought I, I thought I snuck one in there, but Brate didn't have a great game. He just had a okay game. You're right.
0: the press. The pressure's on you, yeah, but yeah, Brate. Uh, it was okay. And uh, l- let's not forget with wide receiver AJ Green was actually number one. Cooks was number two. Oh, really? Okay. In in PPRs, okay. yes, he was number two. But uh, yeah, man, the tight end. It, it's not often that you get two tight ends in the top twelve and the hell had jack doyle right oh doyle rules <laughs> <laughs> yes yes uh you know honestly that's not a bad adam sandler movie but uh i can't think of many good adam sandler movies to be honest that's a good one i, I like that one but i no but is uh, that
1: oh yeah that is
0: uh, that's B- billy madison is it not
1: i no i think i think that's um that's the other one this is uh uh
0: what's the the one where his his father's uh no it's definitely Billy Madison because that's when he goes back to school and he goes through all the grades okay. and that's where all there's all the O'Doyle's like several yeah, O'Doyles. Right. I was think, I was of.
1: thinking it was a uh, Farley movie the Farley uh the Farley movie with with him
0: well you got you got Black Sheep which was the second one and the first one when he's on the road with David what, Spade Black Sheep
1: Black Sheep was what I
0: thought. Black Sheep was the second one what's the first one with uh, David Spade they're on the road Tommy Boy Tommy Boy that's
1: the one I thought it was okay Okay, you're, but you're right. I'm I'm terrible with certain movies, and I'm I'm better with like the uh, the Francis Ford Coppola, the Kubrick stuff than I am, and and the old school uh, comedy, the John Hughes, the I'm better with that oh. kind of stuff than I am with the, uh, the the and that's not even new school. The '90s stuff I'm not as great with as I was with yeah. the '80s stuff.
0: John Hughes. I'm gonna I'm I'm teaching a film class this year. I am introducing a new generation to John Hughes I'm doing Godfather I'm doing Jaws I'm gonna do Bonnie and Clyde I think I'm gonna do some of these old great ones uh I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do Mean Streets or anything like that we're talking high school kids but I'm introducing this generation to John Hughes because what a great time my mom even said you know when I was coming up she loved actually being able to go to the movies when I was growing up because they were were good now Some of the movies out there now, American Pie and 2 or whatever, that's not even current. But the stuff out there now is just not – can't hold a candle to – Sixteen Candles, yeah. or uh, <laughs> Some Kind of Wonderful, or... Oh, you love know, that the,
1: soundtrack, that movie's amazing. Yeah. Um, the
0: one that takes the cake, I think, has got to be Breakfast Club.
1: Breakfast Club, that wasn't my favorite, but they're all amazing. I, Risky, Biz- Risky Business, wasn't that a John Hughes film? No, maybe, maybe that one wasn't, but um, John Hughes, friggin' incredible. I actually grew up in the North Shore of Chicago, and that's where all those films yeah. take place. And,
0: in the fictional town of Sherman. Yeah. Sherman Illinois. Uh,
1: so John Hughes, uh, an incredible person. Another person not to uh, you know leave behind, and that is Harold Ramis. Uh, some yeah. of those you know the Stripes, the those kind of mo- that were uh, unbelievable movies. So good stuff. Yeah. I think Christopher Guest had that kind of world going with him yep. and stuff, but he just he just isn't prolific enough, and I think he just kind of got tired out. But Best in Show, Spinal Tap. Yeah. All the, all those kind of movies were just on that epic top level. Harry Shearer, all that kind of great stuff. You'll know Harry yep. Shearer is the voice of all the great stuff from The Simpsons. Uh, yep. But yeah, awesome. We're we're a little bit older, so you young people you don't don't think we're old. We're, we're cooler old men. Um, but don't don't forget. I even talked to my, my my godson and my nephews, and I'm like, have you ever seen this movie? And they'll be like, yep. no. I'm like, have you seen that movie? They're like, no. I, and I, I literally, I, I want to smack the iPad, iPhone, I know, um, Nintendo, the the controller out of their hand. I want to rough them up and make them kind of clockwork orange Kubrick style with their eyelids shown open. Watch <laughs> all of these, movies yeah, right, and get some culture because they Trench. literally all of them. I'm like, have you seen? I mean, even, like, Ace Ventura. Have you seen Ace Ventura? No. Like, Jesus,
0: not even Ace, not even that, and that. It's crazy. I know. For the off-season, I really think we should do a, a movie show once in a while, a, mo- a movie podcast once in a while. <laughs> I think that's kind of cool. Christopher Harris does that. He's got an actual second podcast now that just talks movies and in, in books and stuff like that. I think we should throw out a couple shows like that. I was a film major, and I watch a lot of films. It's I don't watch TV shows.
1: But I get, uh, I do this. I watch a lot of football, and I get, I get movies. I do Netflix. I get Netflix still, both not. I still get the de- the now Blu-rays. I get the Blu-rays sent to me, and everyone's like, "You get the Blu-rays sent to you?" I'm like, "Yeah." How the hell are you gonna see all these classics? They're not right. streaming for free on the right. on the on the broadband Netflix. They're like, oh yeah, you're right. Like for four dollars more, I'll have two Netflix, a uh, blue Blu-rays at a time.
0: We need to do a watch party, like talk to uh, Hitchcock oh, and uh, okay. Rope. We've talked yeah. about Rope before, Ropes. and uh, I, I think this is – got to do this. Done. This is a this is a good idea in the percolator here. Done. All right, getting back on track. Uh, we just did the last trivia. Now we got the rest of our DFS picks. Uh, I believe I'm the only one that came up with the defense here. I'm going to roll with New England. Tell me your thoughts here if you haven't, but they're 3,000 DraftKings, 4,500 FanDuel. New England is home to Miami. Miami, second lowest implied team total of the week. Vegas expects them not even to score 18 points. Folks, that's basically two touchdowns is what they expect from Miami. Tammy, last week, did not pass for a touchdown. Tammy did not put up 200 yards last week. Going back to last season, Ryan Tannehill, Tanny, as I love to call him, only has two passing TDs in his last four games going back to last season. Only the Browns ran fewer plays last week. Uh, This is going to be a big one. Obviously, if you have to slow play it like they are doing, uh, you're not running as many plays. You're not going to be able to score as many points. And last week, only the Rams had fewer total yards than Miami. I think New England can come out and and crush them. And obviously, if New England is going to be winning, and you know they are, and Tannehill is going to have to pass, more opportunity for sacks, more opportunity for interceptions. And last year, sacks and interceptions made up more than 50% of total defensive fantasy points. I like me some New England this week. Now... Unless you got a defensive I, I'll call. Throw,
1: I'll just quickly throw out, just because they had a terrible week last week and now they're super cheap, but I, I don't think it's a bad defense. Um, maybe Jaguars?
0: Jaguars might not be bad. They're going to be in one of those games that I think is going to be kind of a shootout, possibly. Um the Jaguars are facing San Diego. San Diego. Well, not as bad. San Diego, forty-seven and a half points. I just think there uh, could be
1: some sacks and some some interceptions, like you talked
0: about. Well, it could be. Uh, San Diego has an atrocious offensive line, yeah. uh, so there could be some sacks there. And forty-seven and a half points, you know, uh, that's a higher scoring game. But Jags have a much improved D. Um, and you know, honestly, I think the Bears. I called them for my streamer. I think they. Could be a defensive one, and honestly, Green Bay, I, I don't usually like picking defenses that are on the road. Green Bay is on the road at, my, at Minnesota, but so far, we don't really know who they're going to start. They, they uh, haven't said who's going to start at quarterback, but last week, zero offensive touchdowns for Minnesota. They won that game with two defensive touchdowns so regardless of who it's going to be i don't think you know hill is great i don't think bradford's great and uh they were riding on a defensive game last week now they're playing green bay they're not going to be able to do that again green bay's on the road uh but that's not a bad one but i'm going to take the patriots if i'm uh, playing dfs now my favorite one is the what you talking about willis this is the one where uh you might get a double take here it's depending on which site you're on but it's $500 within the site minimum. So quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, doesn't matter as long as you are within $500 of the site minimum. I'm rolling with Jeremy Curley. Now, San Francisco, it's going to be one of those games, right? That's a shootout. I've talked about this game before. Curley is only $3,000 on DraftKings. That is the rock bottom price last week curly saw 11 targets and uh that was a win according to pff only four wide receivers were targeted more here you have a game script that is going to be hugely pass heavy i've talked about this game on the other side of the ball i like carolina's running game they're going to do well i've got fozzy i talked about jay stew i've talked about because they're 13 and a half point favorites Uh, in a game with an over-under of 45.5. Again, San Francisco is expected to only score 16 points. It's a small score, but they're going to have to pass to stay in this game. Last time I checked, a garbage-time touchdown in fantasy is just as much as a touchdown thrown in the first quarter. They're going to have to pass if they want to stay in this game, and Curly is so far looking like the San Francisco receiver to get it done.
1: One thing to think about, Curly also does return opportunities, uh, but more so than that, he was only with the team for like a week. I mean, when Ellington Hmm. went down, that's when they signed him. So you're getting those targets, you're having that first game, you're being able to learn that offense and, and, and be that impactful week one with that little time, zero preseason time, essentially. I mean, I guess the week before the games, it's, like, really light. So this guy came in and did that. Now he's he's got twice as much time now that he spent with the team and done that already. So uh, I like that call
0: a lot. I think this guy, um, he's a savvy vet, you know. And, you know, we were all, I was all over um, not only Bruce Ellington, but also Tory Smith. He was one of my sleeper picks early this year because everybody likes a Chip Kelly guy. Think of you know uh, Deshaun when he was there, uh, Macklin when he was there in Philly. Somebody always really came out. Uh, Jordan Matthews. Matthews. Yep, Jordan Matthews. Somebody always came out and led the charge um, with Chip Kelly. We didn't know who it was going to be. We thought Torrey. Uh, then a lot of people were on the Bruce Ellington train. I was on Ellington. Then he went down. You know, we, one week, small sample size, but Curly was the man to do it, and Chip Kelly has put up solid wide receivers in fantasy.
1: Yeah, and, and just thinking about game speed and game shape, he's he's in better shape today than he was a week ago. Just because, could you imagine before, you, I mean, when you're preparing and you're not on a, a roster and you've been in the league, he was, a, he was on the Jets for ages, um, and you're – you are gonna go out and you're gonna work. You know you're gonna get your shot or you hope you're gonna get your shot. But that's so much different than being a paid player and being in the rooms and you know, like he's just now his mindset is I'm a player, whereas two weeks ago he was like, I gotta get picked up by a team. I've still got some game left in me. So I love I love your curly call. And and the the Niners, again again they were going against the the Rams, but they're better than People think they are. Gavert is better than people think they are. That defense has got that nice mix of youth yep. and that gen I think the the Niners and everyone knows I'm a Niners fans, that team is a bit better than people think they are, and hopefully the Rams aren't as bad as they looked. But uh, we're talking about yeah. the 49ers, and I'm not gonna, you know, anoint them anything great. It's a tough division, it's a tough league, but they're gonna be in games more than, than I gave them credit for. And I'm a lifelong Niner fan.
0: All right, sir. Who you got as a uh, – what you talking about, Willis, rock bottom play on DFS? Well, one
1: thing I want to say is that literally when I talked about the moon earlier, which has moved out of sight, I don't know if that's clouds or the axis of the earth, but one thing I can see, and I can't wait. The last time you came in town and hung out with me, I was living back at a, a different – I was living in my, a different place. Uh, I've moved. And that's why now you can hear trains sometimes in the background. I'm on the train track, but I can see the Willis Tower. So I can yeah. I'm right in my view. I'm looking right now at the top nice. third of the Willis Tower. I'm now I'm in a high rise, kind of right in in the city, all glass windows, and it's pretty dope. So while I'm cool. doing what you're talking about, Willis, I'm looking at the Willis Tower, and I'm going Richard Richard Matthews. <laughs> uh, I see what you did yeah, there. Yeah, you know. You know what I'm doing, and the reason is that game is the biggest game that you loved for Vegas, high scoring. Yeah. Everyone and their brother is talking about uh, how awesome Sharp is, and Tajay Sharp, like him, think he's going to be a great player, think he's going to be able to score and, and do things for people right away. But Richard Matthews is a the guy they brought over. Thought that he was going to be the number one. Now he's a total afterthought. He's $3,300 on DraftKings. I think in this game, it's going to be the Taji Sharp buzz that's all around the place for, you know, even today, you know, I was reading that Andre Johnson's like, this guy's going to be a great player. Something tells me Rashard Matthews is going to be the guy that has a big week in this big scoring game.
0: I agree. Uh, I think... Sharp is gonna have his ups and his downs, but uh, they got they went out and got Richard for a reason. This could easily easily turn into a shootout. Um, I I agree. I think Mariano is gonna be taking a step forward this year, and I like Sharp. He was one of the guys that I picked. I did a uh, game. I don't know, with uh, another blogger, another uh, DFS, or I'm sorry, a, a fantasy guy who contacted a bunch of people in the industry uh, to play a fantasy game, like a pick'em game, at the beginning of the season. Rashard Matthews was uh, one of my picks for the categories as uh, the guy who might move up from where his average draft position was at the time uh, to where he's going to finish at the end of the year. Just because of opportunity, they're going to have a ton of games that they're going to be passing in. We're going to see another one right now, and Tajay Shar He's a rookie. Lots of hype, but they went out and paid Matthews for a reason, and uh, I still believe in him. I like the call. And rock bottom price, baby. Can't You can't go wrong with that. There
1: was a reason why they got rid of uh, you know, a second-round pick from yeah. last year, and it was sharp, no question about it, but it was also Matthews. So, you know, this is, it's a trendy world that we live in on Twitter and in fantasy football, and it's a cyclical world, and right now everyone's just sharp, 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 sharp. And all we know how it goes, even after week one. All it takes is one game by Richard Matthews this week, and then he's the biggest pickup, and now it's like, oh, oh, geez, Sharp's now the wide receiver. Everything in the beginning of the season is so hit or miss, all or nothing. And that's again, that's not the way we think, and that's not the way we want you listeners to think. But just Richard Matthews could do it. And another guy, my next guy is a guy I mentioned earlier, Cole Beasley, thirty-two hundred bucks on DraftKings, going up against uh, you know a Washington defense that got lit up. I, I just I just like that matchup. And let's to go back to a year ago that we did this show. I, I don't know a year ago, but last season, um, I called Cole Beasley one time on this. What you talking about, Willis? And he lit it up. Yeah. And he lit it up the whole, like, he had huge targets. He I don't know the numbers. I'm not going to try and pull it up. But I remember you were like, Cole, you texted me like, Cole Beasley. Yep. You're good at remembering who people call on this stuff, which is impressive. And it's good that you're going to be uh, uh kind of monitoring how you do and the people that are on the show as well. And just quickly, and then I'm going to shut up and let you kind of do your thing for a bit. Uh, in our DFS piece, uh, OC, one of our contributors, is going to be cataloging the success rate of our DFS picks. And we do, you know, the must start, you know, the sit um, uh dart throw and the the, the avoid or, you know, do do. And yep. in that piece, uh, that's a weekly piece for DFS to where all of us kind of put um, our picks forth. I don't do it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm too busy creating beautiful graphics for us and getting this stuff into the site. I'm letting Daisy do it. Uh, <laughs> But he's going to be cataloging that as well, so that's fun. It'll be fun to see at the end of the season, week 17, after it's all done, who is the DFS mastermind.
0: Yeah, and that's one reason I'm doing it. I want to, you know, open up, uh, be transparent, let people know. And so with my, my streamers, like I said, I hit it out of the park last week with my streamers. Uh, my quarterback, running back, wide receiver were all the biggest ads this week. Uh, so I am going to be charting how they rank in PPR. Obviously, quarterback, it doesn't matter. But I'm going to chart how they rank in PPR. And for personally for us on the Pyro Light, I'm going to track the – uh, DFS picks, not necessarily in how many points they have, because obviously if you just go with high-end guys, you're probably going to get high points, but I'm going to go with the, the multiplier. So for example, if you spend 3000 on a guy, basically in DraftKings, you want to hit um, nine points. That's 3x value. So I'm going to see the value of a guy that you pick, because basically if you hit 150 points in DraftKings, you should finish in the money they give you 50,000 to start if you finish with 150 points that's 3x value you should finish in the money so DFS I'm tracking it like that as to how uh, the multiplier how what was the value of the guy you got I think that's a really good way to track it and I love that uh, OOC is going to be tracking how we're doing uh long term I, I think that's that's what it's all about let people know how you're doing be honest and it's good metacognitive for yourself to see how you do so you can improve that's the thing you guys can do at home take notes each week look at your draft see how you did uh especially dfs man you can learn a lot from why you liked a guy and how to how did it work what worked well what didn't work, and then use that info going into the next week. You know, this it's all about learning in this life, my
1: friend. Yep. No, a great, great, great point. One thing I'm going to mention, and in, uh, in the background, I love that Jerry Garcia uh, handprint that you've got with the uh, the, the missing. The, that thing's awesome. I think we need you to take an awesome high res uh, iPhone picture of that, and we'll use that as the graphic for Houdini's first bitch slap piece. Oh yeah that's a good that's one. It. So we'll have we'll have Jerry Garcia's handprint uh Be yeah. the Bitch slap. So please send that to me sometime soon. Uh that's that that's a sweet. I've got that over your shoulder.
0: I will. I'm going to be kind of redoing my office slash woodshed slash closet that I'm in right now but I'm gonna make it look nice and pretty Uh, you know I don't have a man cave but I'm gonna be able to to fancy it up a little bit down here so I'm excited to do the videos that's gonna be coming tomorrow I'm gonna uh, start it out with the practice reports looking back on this week and super psyched for all the stuff we've got going on at Pyro, man. We got some good stuff, some uh, new contributors, and like we said, the heat index. We got a lot of stuff rolling. I know it's a stress on a lot of people, but good lord, you know that's why people turn to us. So we don't have lives, so everyone else can
1: and win their fantasy league. I just want to give a shout out to no one. I feel not that I'm. I feel like I'm. I just won the uh, Oscar right now, but I want to give a shout out Pyrolytics. What a stud! The things that you, you're bringing to the table are awesome. Obviously, Stag Party's a beast. Houdini and, and, and Yumo, just beastly partners. Love love it. Uh, we got The Archer. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. We got a new crazy, wily guy, Shane, a.k.a. Itchy, who's going to be doing those news feeds off the wazoo. Shane, uh, you're the man itchy what a great moniker that is that's freaking awesome uh you know O.C.'s in the mix we love what we lo- we always love what he's doing um stiff kitties in those news feeds pk ripper our 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 favorite jets fan our favorite boy i love that guy what a heart on him I, I literally sometimes i i wish that he lived in chicago just to have that guy come over and hang out pk ripper you're the greatest uh just so much positive stuff happening around here. And, uh, I'll stop, I'll stop there. I'm just, I'm just proud of everything that we're doing. And, um, just, it's awesome. So we're excited for this 2016 season. We're excited to become a household name over the next season or two, uh, and be in the, in the same light as, uh, the biggest players in the industry. And, um, we're working hard. We do have full-time jobs as Mo has said before, and I've, Mentioned before, you know, this is our side thing. So this is we 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 have full time things and we want to change that. And the fact that we do actually have full time jobs that I know some weeks for you give you fifty or sixty hours before you get to Pyro. I know this week and the last two weeks for me have been just major hour. I mean, I'm supposed I'm supposed to be in Michigan right now. I had to stay in the office. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's, it, it's major hours in our real jobs, and then we get this stuff done. Call people are like, why don't, you should watch Narcos. You should just power through and do, uh, you should just go on a, on a marathon on Narcos this weekend. And I text right. them back, I'm like, you're funny. Yeah. You're funny. That someday, buddy. That's, that's cute. Yeah, I don't sit I'm, around I'm, and watch TV with my wife from five till eleven till we go to bed every night.
0: If if I'm watching TV, it's uh, My Little Pony <laughs> with my daughters because uh, they skinned a knee or they're homesick from school like they were. They had a nightmare. So I got three kids and it, it's rough, but we love I love doing this stuff. So we're hoping to become a household name so we can do it. Professionally um, we're, we're bringing all kinds of great stuff We got top positional weeks That was a piece that we always used to do Sort of at the end of the year Now we're going to try to roll that out On a weekly basis We got Louie Mack Doing Louis, the weekly yes. Weekly matchups uh, We're hoping As you said Lytics All these new guys Archer Hoping to get some of these new guys K-Mills and some of the old, Sorry I left you out
1: Louie Mack Louie Mack His, his energy is incredible Talk to that guy all the time He's awesome One thing I want to make sure you said so we can do this professionally. We're doing it professionally so we can do this full-time.
0: Right. That's what – right. Correct. We do this professionally. Uh. Exactly. As our number one source of income as our jobs because, man, I love doing this stuff. As I know you do and uh, we are Pyromaniac. We are the only fantasy football company with Soul D-Rex. It's been a pleasure doing this with you and I uh, hope you have a good week too. I love you, buddy. Love you too, my man. All right, Pyromaniacs, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, I will be back on the light next week. Of course, you got the the regular crew coming at you, hot with the heavy. And, uh, of course, all the great stuff on pyromaniac.com. Until the next time, we will catch you on the flip side.